Oh, and so, um, of course, nobody can see them yet, but we have two of our guests uh, that are in. And so while we're sitting here, just hit the live button. Let me just say that uh, video looks fine for the guests, and hopefully we'll hear your audio here in a little while, but we'll find out. So Yeah, nothing, nothing like surprises, right? Yeah, hey, it's a live show. You know, we always tout that we are amateurs, you know, just uh, – giving our opinions and as best we see it and presenting information and facts and some innuendo from time to time. But, you know, but we're not. You, wait a minute. No, lies and innuendo. Oh, lies and innuendo. I forgot the lies and innuendo. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for reminding you know, yeah, yeah, lies and innuendo. But, hey, you know, it seems like there is a lot of innuendo floating around Bozier, in which, you know, that's our namesake, Bozier Watch. We watch everything that goes on in Bozier, and we're talking about it. But it seems like there is a lot of innuendo going on on Bozier. It's like nonstop. I mean, nonstop. And some of it's not even innuendo. Some of it's, you know, pretty much uh, direct. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, I, I, I'll just thank you up front for the work you've done on putting notes together and all that. It's kind of like the roles are reversed. No, the roles hadn't reversed. It's just you're doing everything. <laughs> well, from the technical side, and I'm trying to put some notes together, which will explain why the notes are so haphazard and may not even make any sense and help us during the live show because, well, I'll put it this way. I am so glad. Notice I have the camera angle that doesn't show my desk or anything here because it is a complete disaster on my desk i mean i've got stuff thrown everywhere complete well, disorganization well we've done this long enough that we can throw the information that comes rolling through you know into what seems like an organized state but in reality it's really not organized it's controlled chaos you might say controlled chaos is a good term for it okay we've got about about 30 people watching maybe even a few from twitter because i can't actually see the uh, Twitter feed, so folks are starting to come in. There's uh, Colonel Crockett says he's here, and of course Michael and uh, Julie Ferris are here. Val Baker's watching. Mary T, hello to everybody. And yes, Mary, we are going to talk about Swepco briefly. Obviously, neither Duke or I are really qualified to offer any solutions, but we do want to kind of bring up the subject for a few minutes and, you know, maybe give our two cents into the deal for what it's worth. And by the way, I think my electric bill goes through the draft goes through in the next day or two mm. speaking of two cents but yeah and you know like like you said rex we've also got a police jury candidate that's going to come on the show uh, and he's, yes. he's also a social media um professional yes he is he, he actually might be a truth professional i think he's got like a little studio set up and all that i got like lights and a desk and a webcam I got a green screen. Yeah, you got a green screen. And you have a cool fall overlay in the back. Uh, unless hey, that's the leaves on fire from the heat. Yeah, it probably is. Because I'm going to tell you, it's been smoking the last two days. Um, but, hey, in addition to that, uh, Bossier City and Term Limits. Who all watched the video today of the, uh, I don't know, is, is rats trying to jump off of a ship? Is that? Well, you know, an adequate description. We've kind of called them weasels on the uh, on the Facebook page, but I, uh, rats. 
I, rats may be a, a little more accurate, but they're not jumping off the ship. They're clinging to the ship. The rats are literally clinging to the ship by their little ratty-like claws. Do they have claws, or do they have, like, little, I don't know, little fingers or whatever? You know, know. Little middle fingers that they're shoving to all their constituents, but that's a whole other deal. We'll talk about that soon. All right, right. um, let's do the countdown. There's about 35, 40 people watching, maybe more. So y'all know the drill, folks. I'm going to go ahead and do the whole countdown, the intro. That's three and a half more or four minutes. That gives you time to go get some popcorn, tag, text some (laughs) friends, share this out, all that kind of good stuff. We have city weasels or rats and term limits to talk about. Two guests, Keith Sutton and Julie, and also Michael Ferris. We're going to talk about Swepco and well, there was a mention of malfeasance in office, and we'll talk about that as well for just a minute. That's right. This is going to be an informative show. Your part is to share this show so that folks that aren't watching will know to watch so that they will be informed. informed. That's how we make a better Bozier. Exactly. All right. Here we go. Countdown begins. They feel helpless, they don't feel heard, they have nowhere to turn. In all honesty, you know, we try to lay low a little bit um, because of the fear that we would not be able to camp there. And I titled it A Shot Across the Bow of the Good Old Boys. Hello everybody, I uh, don't think I've ever done a video before on here, but uh, yeah, I wanted to tell y'all what frustrates me a little bit about permits. Cockroach of the Week is... Drum roll, please, Allie Feaster Smith. We can't be apathetic about what's going on in our state. We have to all pull up our bootstraps and get on, on top of this. So you're right. There's a problem out there. I mean, and, and man, you can see it everywhere. Well, look, we, we have allowed government to become our wherewithal to everything. Well, I, I've not heard my name in stable or Baton Rouge in stable in the same sentence in a long time. <laughs> you're, you're about to be killed by his body. Or you're going to die in five minutes. This Bossier Watch live broadcast is brought to you by David B. Womack for all your contracting and construction needs. The Outdoor News, fishing and outdoors for our area. 
Acadiana Mortgage, over 23 years in the mortgage business. Pelican Training and Consulting is an IWTP customized training provider with over 25 years of success to show for it. Call them for a free consultation today. Pelican Training and Consulting matches employers with 50 plus employees with training dollars. Smarter Geek, making technology easier. And the many supporters, donations, and folks sharing information and watching out for Bozier. Now, grab your popcorn and a drink. Here we go. All right, so we are back. We made it through another countdown. What are we on? Show 161 now? That's a lot of shows. A lot, a lot of hours. It's a lot of shows, and, and we're still amateurs. We're not improving. Not improving at all, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so We're, speaking. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I, I didn't mean. I, I was just thinking about. You know, I just. I was maybe I was disrespectful to everybody watching. No, it wasn't what I was meaning. I was talking about you and I. We're not improving. Our our. Oh. The folks watching are improving, but we're not improving. Well, that's true. All right. So while you're talking and ad libbing, I've got to. Um, do a little adjusting here because we have some guests to bring in and um right like a yeah. uh, a uh, bad tech guy i didn't get everything completely prepared so bear with me for just a second well that's quite all right and hey i wanted to jump through the list of names of folks that uh have signed in and are live watching the show i mean i see renee hall she made a post and uh yeah. she says uh, just got word that hb 648 protecting our kids had an override against the governor in the house of senate so hb 648 the governor vetoed it they have a veto session the House voted to override the veto, and the Senate voted to override the veto. So there you go. Finally, we've Finally. got a legislature that's, you know, stepping up to the plate and handling business, you know. Yeah, Kudos. That, that's the first veto override I've heard of in quite a while, but maybe I hadn't been paying attention enough. So, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Julie Ferris obviously is watching the show, especially <laughs> since she's going to be in here in the show just a minute to talk about some positive things that have been going on here in the community locally and well, i see through the magic of clicking buttons let's see if i can actually make this happen <laughs> hey all right now um all right so i'm showing that y'all are muted see if you can bring your audio up we heard y'all a minute ago and while they're working on that, I'll go ahead and say, hey, welcome Val Baker, David Crockett, right. you already mentioned. So I'm going to kick you all out, come back in with the same exact link, and it should grab your audio. All right. So I'm going to boot you out, come right back in. All right. Technical difficulties, but, you know, it happens sometimes. It's live. This is not pre-recorded. Hey, it, it looks like somebody from the Cheatham clan is watching live. Mary Cheatham, welcome. Yeah, okay. Do we have audio, Ferris's? Oh, can you yeah. hear me now? We can hear you now, loud and clear. It, it's, it's a glitch in the software. It does that every now and then. So anyway, but we have you back and we have good, clean audio. So uh, good evening. Good evening. And, well, yeah, go ahead. Look, well, look, hey. The other week or so, y'all reached out. Now, first off, I just want to publicly thank y'all for sponsoring this show. I mean, you guys 
stepped up to the plate and you know I'm, look we're not we're not about making money but you support the activities that we do which you know that comes at a cost a little bit because we don't exactly touch issues that make people fans i'm just wondering why why did y'all why why have y'all even done that i'm curious i just got to know for myself so you give your answer well um honestly my answer is because i don't know how else to get the tea in Bozier. um when you want to get involved locally politically but you have organizations that uh host those meetings during business hours it's uh, very frustrating to try to uh, keep up with everything that's going on. And y'all's uh, show is pretty much one place where we can find out things from a legislative perspective on a state level uh, to local uh, jury and uh, city council. So um, I just, I enjoy what you're doing. I enjoy now being involved, feeling like I'm getting um, all the sides of, of issues and with commentation with the audience where people can chime in if they have different information. Um, I, I just think it's a well-rounded show. We're glad to hear that. And, you know, we try to be well-rounded, but like we always say, we're amateurs. And, and look, if somebody's wanting to come here looking for a non-biased show, this is not the place to go. We are absolutely full of bias. There's no doubt. So we appreciate y'all helping us. So. <laughs> Rabble rousers. Rabble rousers. Thank you, Weston Marriott. <laughs> so, Julie, you uh, you reached out the other week and you started telling a little bit of a story about uh, something that is positive going on in Sobo. And, and uh, I, I, I got to tell you, I was kind of impressed with the story. And we said, you know, well, look, we need to get you guys on here and y'all need to kind of talk about what's happened down there or what's going on and so i'll just let you uh shape this whole thing right here jump out there all right well um i started pelican training and consulting in 2012. um we ferris and i opened our the business separately he had his own fire and safety company and then that merged together um and especially after covid it we became one but since that time, when we had um, our children in uh, school here at, uh, through the South Bossier school system, they were in the band. And starting with uh, Christopher, uh, we were very involved in the band and became aware of certain um, issues that they were dealing with when it came to the heat and their big band summer camp that they have. And then, of course, they're wearing these dress uniforms and heat uh, on the field. And we've actually uh, witnessed one or two people fall out, um, not maybe from heat stroke, but heat stress. And um, really decided then, because of the background that we have in safety, was that maybe we can do something to help. So um, with Ferris's help, because he is um, the licensed instructor, um, we were able to work with the chaperones and open it to any other parents to provide free CPR, uh, first aid and AED training to those parents, uh, especially with chaperones where children were going to be uh, bussed off to other facilities and not knowing what kind of accommodations were there from a safety perspective. And that was about eight years ago when we started. Eight, doing yeah, that. eight or nine. So we started doing that and we have supported teachers throughout the, those years, too, where we adopt a classroom and things like that. Well, last year, um, we, I think was our first year that we 
purchased a banner at uh, the high school field, Parkway High School field uh, for the booster and um, got to talking to them about, you know, well, what, what, what do you need? You know, what do you guys need? And so the first need that came back was well, we could use a taping table because we don't have a, a way to get a the, what a taping table. What the heck so, are you talking? What the heck is a taping table? I mean, is so this like we're gonna mummify somebody? That's, well, a, that's exactly what I said. I'm a band <laughs> kid. I had no idea what a taping table was. So a taping table is um, basically it's just a, a basic table where they can the the player of whether it's track and field lacrosse, whatever it may be, football, where they could sit on the table and be taped up um, more properly than the coach getting down on the ground at ground level. And it's just, you know, it's, it's awkward. So this was them, uh, just a better way for them to assess an injury to be able to tape up a player uh, to get them mobile back on the field. So um, we ended up doing that. And then when, we, when the ta table was delivered, it's kind of like, okay, well, well, now what can we do? And um, they came back with a medical tent. And so Ferris said, okay, that's great. I'll go to um, Academy and I'll buy a tent. They, they, said, they said tent. <laughs> so um, after further research, um, what they were wanting is a medical tent um, that a lot like you see on the sidelines at an SEC football game. Mm -hmm. um, and so because of the price of several thousand dollars, you know, obviously we're small business and we can do some, but that was just beyond our scope. So um, it was just really a brainstorming opportunity for us to say, well, how can we make this happen? And, and in this time, we had been part of the Sobo luncheon and the uh, Friends of South Bossier group for a while and had been attending meetings. And everybody there is always super positive about South Bossier and we promote Sobo and this and that. So I said, well, let's let's go see who's going to put money where their mouth is. And so we started asking around some of the, the business owners um, as a sponsor to the, uh, the tent where they would be able to have their logo. And I want to say in less than 24 hours, we got the money raised that we needed to to purchase. Wow. The wow. So um, from there, we have now, um, going back to first aid CPR AED, um, we are now in a position where we feel like we can offer um, uh, those classes pro bono to the school board. Uh, that was a, a need that uh, per, particularly the uh, paraprofessionals and there's, you know, in my opinion, every teacher every year, or every staff member should go through a first aid CPR AED class. Um, especially now with children with chronic illnesses and asthma um, and, and a myriad of other things. Also, and this is un uncomfortable to say, it's uncomfortable to hear, but because of active, active shooter case scenarios, natural disasters, maybe it's not one person that's injured. Maybe it's several, maybe it's a dozen, and, and maybe it overwhelms the few people who are first responders and, and trained in the school system. And we need those extra people to be able to pitch in with some basic skills uh, to take care of our kids who are there until more help can arrive. So this year we are, uh, we've already uh, done, we did two classes? Uh, three. We've, we've, uh, we've completed three classes so far over the summer um, where we trained 18 in a class. Uh, so, we have two instructors that are in the eight, class, 18 eight. for the first two classes, and I think it was like 18 for the first, so that's 36, 40, we're pushing 50 people so far, 
and it looks like that um, the Beauchemin School Board is really happy with the arrangement. Uh, we're we're providing the service, and it's not costing the school board a dime. Uh, all so they have to like you're talking about like eighteen educators. Well, it, it could be paraprofessionals. Um, what we have told them is what we the way we this started was if you have someone at the school, say a coach who is required to have these licenses or this certification um, and you already have a program for them, well, that's fine. But what about paraprofessionals? What about other teachers, uh, third grade teachers, lunch ladies, administrators, janitors? If you have any other people who are working in the school system and they would like to get this certification to, to have some skills that they can use uh, for their families and for the kids while they're on, on the property, then we will not only donate the class, we'll pay for their card, we will provide all materials. All they have to do is be willing to show up and learn. Um, a lot of times too, some of the, the people see feedback we got was that, well, we've already been certified in this. And um, understand that as technology changes and as medicine changes, so do the techniques of um, fast per, uh, uh, repetition and the counts. And so most of the employers we work with in Louisiana require their employees um, to get certified annually. So this is not one time you learn the skill because I used to be a lifeguard. This is an evolving skill right. set to make sure that you understand how to um, resuscitate somebody that is um, in need of care and every second counts. Uh, one of the other things with the medical tent, and I did send some pictures, it's a seven by 14 um, with a frame cover, a lighting kit. It has the uh, sandbags and um, uh, AC going to, or uh, a fan, fans and fans um, and things like that. Yeah, it has a floor, uh, and it sets up very quickly. Um, I, we were surprised uh, at this equipment and how much effect, how effective it, it could be for um, Parkway um, athletics. And this so, was so successful that we are we are getting ready to walk this to Houghton, um, and we're going to see if we can't do the exact same thing for Houghton Athletics at Houghton High School. So we're hoping that this spur, uh, spurs a little bit of friendly competition uh, among the other high schools where, you know, um, I think that, and I, and I didn't go to Parkway, but I've lived here for 30 years now. Um, and, uh, you know, Parkway sometimes gets the uh, redheaded stepchild syndrome, I think, and I, I know how that feels. So um, I hope that it, it's like, well, if Parkway can do it, then we can do it. And, you know, especially Benton, I mean, so um, anyway, but I, I thought it was just a good idea. And I am absolutely thrilled with the response that um, it, nobody hesitated. I mean, really and truly, it was how much, you know, so uh, that just leads us to now um, thinking outside of the box. And then what else can we do? And, um, you know, my mother was an educator with Bozier for 30 years, and it's not all about football. It's not. About the band, um, it's hey, but there's uh, there's fishing too. By the way, I'm just there's saying. fishing too. But there are just I think a lot of opportunities that if a, if a few people just get their heads together, you know, how else can we impact? Um, and how else can the community get involved to impact the school? Because ultimately, you know, education can only do so much by itself. It, and it's always community involvement. It's always in everything that we do. It's always you know, one or two people, I mean, I'm not saying that one or two people can't make a difference, but one or two people can't do it on their own. It's all about, you know, a community and people and a group of people, multiple people 
all stepping up, you know, in a unified effort to make a change. And, you know, what I'm hearing from you guys is, is that, you know, there was an idea that spawned down there and people in your community, y'all all collectively stepped up and filled a void where there was a need, you know, in regards to, you know, like at Parkway. And it sounds like it's something that's worthy of being replicated at the other high schools. And, and I, I think what you're saying is, is that, hey, if you want the pattern to success, give you guys a call and you can tell folks how they can do the exact same thing. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Not only that, but but we'll get in there and throw elbows with them. We'll, we'll knock on doors and we'll contact Make businesses mm -hmm. and get it all lined up. Um, this this has worked or been so smooth this first time and so quick that um, I, I see no reason why we can't do this again. There are people passionate about Parkway. Of course, we had three kids go to Parkway, um, but we also know that people are passionate about Hot High School and the Bucks. We also know that people are passionate about the Benton Tigers. Well, you know, that's that's how it works. And that passion is really just another form. It's another word of love. And it's another, you know, honoring of this is where I went. This is where my family went. And, and what can I do to help that? Because oftentimes, and you guys have pointed this out on your show, the challenge is I want to help. I just don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Who do I talk to? How can I, little old me, make a difference? And over the past eight years, more and more and more, we have learned that um, we can pull up our boots. We can we can do what we're good at. And when we need help, we're going to ask people who are as passionate as we are, and they're willing. Um, and I, we're not leaving Bozier High out either. We uh, we know that they are um, absolutely part of uh, this group of high schools, and um, should they should be able to have the same privilege as everybody else. And yes, PTAs used to do that, but guess what happened? We don't have any PTAs anymore. Yeah, um, there was even a song about the PTA or yeah. something, but. Anyway, um, parents are stretched thin now. You talking about wait a minute? You talking about the Harper Valley PTA? Harper Valley PTA wasn't that a song? <laughs> I've heard about the Harper Valley PTA. <laughs> so let me ask you all this then: um, for people that are watching and sharing this out and all that kind of stuff, if they want to get with y'all and. Um, figure out how to duplicate this at other high schools or, or you know, compare notes with you or, or, or whatever, or help financially or whatever the case is, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Email? So, let me let me give you my email. Um, if they will hit me up at ferris at pelicantrain.com, I will reach out to them. I'll, I'll come and meet with them if that's what they need. We'll share the budget and yes. um, the distributor and – the supplier and how all that worked and um, to be able to see the type of sponsorships we uh, were able to get and what made sense. So And how quickly it was able to turn. I mean, yeah. this, this is not a six month process. We, we spent more time trying to figure out what we should do and how we could do it by ourselves <laughs> than it took us to actually get it to done. Actually ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, and let me just mention this on the show, um, not to get too far down the rabbit hole, but you know, there are those things, what's it called? The beef fund or whatever, B-E-E-F, -E like where's the beef? The beef fund. Educational excellence. Tobacco. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I know that those funds may be limited to be used, but you might check into that <laughs> and, and everybody else can dig into that. So. Yeah. They're, um, they have over $60 million available for grants. 
Um, and the last budget that was released, there were more private schools that applied for those funds than public, uh, which that, I think is a little discerning to me. I mean, it, it's it's they've allowed a legislature pass it where private schools were allowed to access it and they are taking full advantage of it. And um, I do think that there's opportunity um, where there could be enhancements and where we have talked about um, AEDs specifically uh, for safety in the schools because one's not enough. Um, you actually have about 90 seconds where you need an AED within 90 seconds because you have a minute and a half to get that AED and get back to the vic uh, the, the person um, to be able to get that. You, you got to uh, think about care. it. If, if the average death from, from a heart emergency happens in about four minutes, well, um, how long does it take somebody to run to the other side of a campus get the equipment and run back to this side of the campus to be able to provide that aid. Um, the Louisiana governor uh, was supposed to sign a, a bill, uh, a mandate that required that all Louisiana schools would have an AED uh, on the facility. Now in Bossier Parish, uh, we have, many of our schools do have them, but some don't. So not, uh, the, this is fixable and it's fixable with somebody else's money. Um, well, I saw Barry's question and but there's also um, through the Department of Justice, the cops community uh, oriented policing fund. They also have opportunities for um, safety funds for schools through the form of a grant uh, for um, whether it's active shooter drills that are paid for through a grant for the officers to supply that training um, or other things. Um, so th those are just things that we are looking at and researching right now to see if there are other ways to um, fund it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I want to throw this in there because that same thing that uh, Barry commented, and we find that comment there um, was brought up in the past and, and some stuff. And I just want to say that you're right, Barry, there are some limitations to those funds, but those limitations can be changed with legislation. I mean, yes. it's legislation brought about those funds through, you know, the uh, – um, through the casinos and, and all that, and that can be changed with appropriate legislation. So anyway. There is a list of, of items that are absolutely not allowed um, for the B fund. And then there's a list of things that are allowed. And as a grant writer, I'm just one of those that I'm going to position it to where it's an eligible category and make them deny me. Yeah. yeah and uh, Brandy McAvoy, yeah, you're right, but there is a, a huge distinction between uh, my experience and, and that, you know, there's one thing to defibrillate people, you know, controlled. And there's another thing with a automatic external defibrillator, whereas you have somebody that, you know, the computer kind of does it for you. And you, you have somebody that's not necessarily had a lot of medical training, but they have been trained how to use AED. They can, the, the key is that they can get that, you know, in place and able to defibrillate somebody if it's needed a whole lot faster than a trained personnel on an ambulance or what have you so just having that tool there with and more people trained i mean you don't know it, it could be you tomorrow that's saving somebody's life just just with this simple thing that there's no excuse for it not to be in every school around no excuse and kudos to the to the bozier parish school board um, who allowed us to start uh, helping with this, uh, with the new mandate supposedly coming out by the governor and him requiring the AED. Uh, that's one of the things that the, the 
leadership of the school board uh, impressed upon us what they wanted that AED training included uh, as preparation for this equipment hitting the schools. So, and, and that's what we're doing. So Bossier Parish School Board is, is ahead of the game, ahead of the curve, if you will, uh, regarding this. And they're allowing us to be a part of that. That's good well, to hear. All right. So um, we've got a lot on the plate tonight because we got to yes. get Keith in here. So we appreciate y'all coming on and talking about it. And you're welcome back anytime. Give us some updates and let us know mm -hmm. if some people, you know, join in to, to help you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Right. Thank you. See y'all later. Well, that was interesting. That was interesting. Okay. Am I supposed to text Keith to come in? Yeah, you can go ahead and text him. I figure we'll ad lib for a few minutes or whatever while uh, we're getting him in the show because I had him, you know, log out just to conserve right. bandwidth a little bit and be well, uh, a little me... bandwidth cautious. Conscious. Okay, you got to stop talking for a second. I got to look. See, sidewalk guy number two, come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pull pull one of the guys off that sidewalk. You know, during that, I'll say this while you're while you're texting him, folks. If y'all have not watched or listened to the two guys one sidewalk podcast especially the episode that they released yesterday which would have been monday the 17th uh you need to listen to that because they did an excellent job and shane cheatham who now, now are you just biased because shane basically was, said what a lot of people think no believe well, about not, David Montgomery? Didn't I literally say we are biased? I said that earlier. I used oh, that did. exact word, biased. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, uh, y'all need to check out their podcast and show. Shane really revealed a lot of the behind the scenes, um, behind the scenes stuff that went on with the whole CAO debacle and, and Tommy and all that. Okay, so we've got Keith guest is in the green room let's see why he has no audio let's see if we can get him on let me switch screens keith can you hear us i can hear you can you hear me and we can hear you that's always a good thing good deal and by the way shane and i are not professionals by any means we are we just do this out of the goodness of our heart and fun also but but you look <laughs> so much more professional than we do yeah we try yeah all right well, you know it is two fat old guys on the sidewalk as y'all said last week scruffy right, don't, don't make fun scruffy. of us gray-haired old guys so that's right so so here's the thing why exactly are we bringing you on our show again tonight i i think it's because maybe you may be dabbling your toes into politics is that accurate or not i am dabbling my toes in the politics very correct. I am running for Bossier Parish Police Jury District 12. Now, District 12, where where is that? So the people that are watching the show, in which you know they they a lot of them probably know who you are, but where exactly? What are the what are the parameters of that district? Just so we know. It is the South Bossier, south of Rossi Lee, all the neighborhoods: Golden Meadows, Southgate, Sunflower, Plantation Trace all the neighborhoods south of Rossi Lee and south of Jimmy Davis Highway are in the district. And it goes down to down 71 to where Cape Oslago hits 71 and then follows Cape Oslago back up to basically to, to Sligo. Okay. So 
we know we know who the folks that you're trying to get their votes um but you know kind of what we want to know a little more is about you now y'all show you talk every now and then you'll touch on politics but primarily y'all talk about local sports and you highlight what's going on in your local schools and things like that but you know when you're running for public office it's important that you know the public knows kind of what you believe so that they know whether or not you know does this guy or this person's ideals does that match up or align with what i believe and you know who is keith sutton what does keith sutton believe well first of all if anybody saw what happened today at the city council you can you know why i mean i'm i'm a citizen who just has gotten tired of the politics that go on and i sat around and i thought to myself you know i can sit around and complain about it or I can step in there and try and see if I can fix it or help fix it. You know, you can sit around and complain all day long, but you got to be willing to get in there and try to fight it every now and then. And after what I saw today at the city council, that even made me even more want to get in because that to me was aggravating me the way that that went down this afternoon. Well, that leads into the obvious question then a uh, great segue. Where do you stand on term limits now? With what's going on at the city council, that's specifically for the term limits for the city council and for the mayor. Correct. But running as a potential police juror, as a candidate for District 12, where do you stand on term limits for the police jury, which is a separate issue, but obviously related? I I am very much for term limits. I, I believe that every so often you have to have new blood come in, new ideas, fresh ideas. When, you, when you're in office for 16, 20 years or more, you get stagnant. You know, you things don't get better. You, you, you have to kind of change with the times. And I just don't think you should be around in politics that long. You know, you're there to do a service for your community, not a service for yourself. That's a good point. So do you have any idea or any thoughts on, you know, how long – uh, um, somebody who's a police juror should be able to remain in office? I, I think it's like all of them. It should be three terms of, you know, 12 years. And to be honest with you, I, 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 if I was elected, I would say, give me four years. And if, if I haven't done the job, find somebody else in four years. Don't, don't keep me around for 12 just to be keeping me around. Make, make sure I can do the job. And if I can do the job, then vote me in, but don't, don't vote for somebody just because they're already in office. You know, if they, well, if they do the job right, keep them in there. But that, after 12, they, they need to go. That's one of the arguments, and I don't want to stay on this point too long because, you know, we're going to review the city council meeting here in a little while anyway. Uh, but one of the arguments against term limits or, or not in support of term limits is, well, after four years, if you don't like the job that, you know, somebody's doing, you can just vote them out. Well, yeah, true. And, and that, that also takes – sometimes for the the citizens to pay attention which not always happens you know a lot of times you see people just vote because the incumbent is on the on the ballot and it it requires the citizens to pay attention but yeah every four years technically they are on a term limit but you have to get out there and want to have somebody first of all go against them you know to be honest with you i don't know if y'all know this but district 12 has not had an opponent uh, against the Bossier Parish Police Jury candidate since 1991. Wow. 1991? 1991 was the last time they had somebody run against the sitting um, juror. 
So he's been in office since 91. Am I? No, no, not. Okay. No, he has. he's been in office since 2008. Okay. But the person before him got elected in 1991. And then uh, he, served to 2000. Wow. I, I, he might have passed away. I'm not real sure, to be honest with you right. on that. And then they appointed. So, and then he's run un, unopposed since 2008. All right. So who are you? Well, I'm sorry, dude, not to cut you off, but who are you running against? I'm running against Mac Plummer. Mac Plummer, okay. So, why? Okay. So today, you know, we'll, we'll for example, the Boulder City Council, and it's a good example. And we're and folks watching, we're we're going to really get into this when we start analyzing the city council meeting and and what they did today, which I, I got to tell you, was in my opinion, basically giving the middle finger to the public. You know, everybody in Bozier City, they basically said, screw you. We know better. Screw you. Good old boys for life. But what I got to say is, is, okay, Keith, you're running for Bozier Parish Police Jury. And in a lot of senses, the Bozier Parish Police Jury has that same motto of good old boys and girls for life. And a lot of times what ends up happening is, is you have an attorney who is telling them, you know, you have to do this or you have to do that, or they're steering the whole thing. I mean, I'm just wondering, is, is Keith Sutton going to, you know, step up and, and ask more direct questions and oppose or, or just, you know, do you, do you see that as a problem? Do you even, do you understand what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have a problem with standing up against somebody. No. So I, I hate to see, to me, when I see, I think people are being taken advantage of. And to me, whenever you have the good old boy system, people are being taken advantage of. The taxpayers and the citizens are being taken care of, taken advantage of. So and do you I, do you think we have a good old boy system here in Bossier? I think we have a good old boy system in all of politics, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but, but in Bossier specifically. Do, I mean, do we? Do you believe that we have a problem with the good old boy system? From what I've seen, I think it's getting, yes, I, I would say we do. And I've talked to a lot of people who say we have a, a problem with the good old boy system. And the only way you can stop that is by having change every so often, bringing new people in. You know, you can't leave the same people in for, like I said, 20 years, they are eventually going to become part of the good old boy system. If you don't have change every so often, you're going to always have them fall into that line. So let's, let's change direction just a tad. Okay. So what's going to separate you? I, I assume Mac Plummer's running for reelection. I don't know. I hadn't really paid attention to it, but what separates you from Mac? What, why would somebody vote for you over the incumbent? Well, one thing I think is, I, I, the people I have talked to and I've asked them the question and probably 90% of the people I've talked to have no clue who their police juror is, you know, and they don't even, first of all, I don't even know if they know it exists because I lived in Golden Meadows for 16 years and I had no clue that the police juror covered Golden Meadows. So nobody knows, nobody is getting out there and letting people know, Hey, you have a police juror that represents you know, the, the city for one, that part of the city, but no, if, for 16 years, you would think somebody would know who you are. And it, like I said, the people I've talked to 90% of them have been like, I don't know who our police juror is. And to me, that's a problem when you don't know who your police juror is 
after 16 years. I was just thinking there for a second, dude, kind of a side note. Um, you know, the video I shot of the bridge out there in the middle of the pasture. <laughs> is that in District 12? I wonder. Uh, I don't think it is, but I would say I don't I don't know that that's fair to for Keith because he uh, he he may not have watched Bozier Washington. He may not be up to speed on that. But yeah, a, no, a, fairer, a fairer question would be whether or not he's knowledgeable on the Cypress District. And, you know, how would he fall on dual office holding? I, I, I would have a problem with it because I, I, from what I understand that he was elected by the, the uh, Cypress Board, correct? And he was appointed by the police jury? Correct. Correct. He he was appointed by the police jury and then basically elected or selected or hired or whatever you want to call it by the Cypress district as the executive director, you know, being paid salary and all that. Yeah. And I I think the easy thing to do that would not re reappointing whenever his time came, which matter, matter of fact, I think that comes up tomorrow at the meeting. So. Yeah, Renee Hall pointed out in the comments that everybody needs to pay attention to your police jury meeting tomorrow as they're supposed to appoint a new person as the police jury representative. Where that would, you know, uh, cause Robert Berry to, uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, Rex, in, in the way I'm saying this, but that would place him in violation of the law because you can't be an employee of the district having been on the board prior and or you've got a, a two, two years. years right yeah, yeah. right two year gap if, that's if you served on the, served on the board for two years you cannot hold a position for our served if, if you can't hold a position for two years so well so the question is and i'm not necessarily presenting this to you keith but the the question on that is how do they get him off of there i mean literally my question is what are they going to do show up with the state police is the sheriff's department going to show up are they are they going to, how do you stop them from writing him checks, paychecks? That, that I couldn't tell you, because even if you vote him off the, you don't reappoint him, that board has the right to hire who they want to hire. So, right. so and, I don't, and, and, and that board, correct me if I'm wrong, does not answer. They do not answer to the police jury. So, no, they don't. Only, only uh, Robert Barry answers to the police jury. Yeah, I don't think any, they don't, they don't answer to anybody, to be honest with that board. They just answer to their individual boards. Well, they're they're, su- they're supposed to answer to the DA's office, but we all know how that goes and, and literally how it's gone so far. So, like I said, I don't want to put you in a hypothetical, you know, type situation, but it's just one of those things that I've wondered about is, okay, so the police jury doesn't uh, well, reappoint him. How actually do they get rid of him? Yeah. Hey. Keith, real quick, I'm going to hit you with a few questions real quick. The basic stuff, Republican, Independent, Democrat. I am a Republican. And matter of fact, when I first announced I was running, uh, David Womack gave me a call, and that was his first question he asked me. And I told him I'm Republican, probably better off, I'm better term as I'm a Christian conservative. Uh, Well, are you you limited government or are you just, you know, uh, you know, are you limited government conservative christian republican what are you i am a limited government and my stance is i I believe that state rights should come first i'm a state rights guy and i i I think the local level should control a lot of things that happen i I hate washington being in our business 
And so I, I, you, I'm a state, state rights guy. Gotcha. And so do you think that the police jury should be trying to regulate everything across the whole parish, like, you know, uh, water and sewer districts and be in the business and all that kind of crap? Because I, I would argue that that has gotten them into a little bit of a pickle up there at the police jury. And, you know, that's not necessarily a limited government approach, although, you know, some people would contend that that is the role and responsibility of government to build roads, to build water and sewer, the infrastructure, you know, not necessarily picking winners and losers, but making sure that all the things to make a community win, um, you know, so where kind of where do you fall on that? Or, or have you even considered, you may not have considered that yet. And if you haven't, that's fine too. I, I would be honest with you, I hadn't really considered that, but I do believe that the police jury is responsible for infrastructure for sure. I don't believe that we're responsible for telling people their day-to-day -day business on what they should do and things like that. But infrastructure, that, that's what government's there for, is to take care of your roads and your bridges and your drainage and your water. So... Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Like I tell people all the time, I'm not for, you know, I'm for limited government or less government, but I'm too lazy to ride a horse. I like to have paved roads right. to drive my truck up and down and pull up my bass boat. That's right. And, and I just want to make sure that our taxpayers, our tax dollars are going to the right thing. You know, I mean, if, for us to have the nice roads and things like that, we have our tax dollars have to be spent wisely. Or we could be back to riding horses, which I wouldn't like that because my big butt on one wouldn't be fun. So. So one more quick question. Um, All right. So what are the biggest issues you see in District 12 as far as uh, should be or are the police jury's responsibility? What would you consider to be the biggest, you know, couple or handful of issues that need addressing? Well, one is transparency. I, I think I don't think we do a good job of knowing what's going on with the police jury. Like, like I was talking about earlier, most of the time, nobody even knows it exists or what goes on. So transparency, for one, is something we need to, to work on. And we need to work, work to find a way to get some more businesses to not only Bossier Parish, but South Bossier as well. You know, and th there's ways we can do that. We can work with the state and local and federal and, you know, go visit places like Huntsville and see what how did they do it? Huntsville is a thriving area, you know, and they, we have a Barksdale Air Force Base, but there's no reason why we can't be thriving ourselves with things like that. So we just need to find ways to get business in here to keep our kids here because all of our kids are leaving and going to Texas and things like that as soon as they graduate. So that's, to me, is one of the things we need to find a way to keep businesses here. Well, and that, that leads into the, another question. Do you have any thoughts on how, on specific things that we do to try to keep them here? For instance, the one thing that just occurred to me is, you know, this toll bridge that's been talked about putting in there that not necessarily under the police jury's purview and may not be in district 12. Um, but what, what types of things or, or incentives do we need to try to do to, to uh, grow the businesses in South Bossier in that area? Well, one, if we, if that, that toll bridge is built, that will be a, a huge, a huge boost to South Bossier because instead of being a 25 minute drive from the port to go all the way around, it turns into a five minute drive to get across there. And once that bridge is right there at the port, that's going to open up Bossier Parish on this side where you'll, you'll have to have 
gas stations. She'll have to have restaurants. She'll have to have things for all those people at the port to to utilize. So the, using the port is a big thing for South Bossier. I mean, we have a great thing down there that we, if we can have access to it, we have we can definitely bring in some business down there. Well, uh, the when I think uh, people start early voting in what September, August, September. I think it's the end of September. And you are in? Did you say District Twelve again? District District Twelve. District 12, and I'm sure if folks want to hear about it and ask some questions on uh, the old guys on the sidewalk, they can yeah. come on your show. Yeah, they're more, more than, <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, you want to know how I, how I am, come, come, come watch our podcast, Two Guys, One Sidewalk, you know, because kind of like y'all, you don't really hide back when you're on a, on a podcast. You, you tell the truth, you tell how it is, and people want to see the truth. You, you, they can see you when you're on a podcast. No, so, well, uh, hey, hey, you're your compadre. He is a little scruffy, ain't he? <laughs> he I'm not going to say anything about Shane. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I, I like Shane. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't a nice guy. I just said he's a little scruffy. I can't, I can't say anything about anybody being scruffy if you look at me. I, I'm not the – I hate shaving. You know, Duke, I was a fireman myself, so I used to shave every day, and now that I'm not a fireman anymore, I don't, don't want to – I don't have to shave, and I don't like doing it. So, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so you probably know how I feel when you had to shave every single day. You don't want to, you get retired. You don't want to have to do that. You got that right. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Keith. Great conversation. And look, anytime you want to come back on, you know, if you have something that you want to talk about, you're welcome. And I highly recommend that everybody check out uh, y'all's podcast because I've watched not all the episodes, but a lot of them. You got, y'all got some pretty good stuff that y'all talk about. Well, appreciate it. And matter of fact, I, the, one of the deals with Duke when I agreed to come on the show that y'all are going to have to come on ours. Oh, so, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I figure the four of us sitting around chit-chatting will make for a fun evening. Yeah, especially we can pick on Shane some more. That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> see if we can get his temper flared up. Thank letting me come on. Yeah. All right, well, we appreciate it, Duke. Anything else? I, that's all I got. Hey, I appreciate it, Keith. You have a good night, my brother. Thank you. You too. All right, thank you, Keith. Bye-bye. Okay. Hey, we're we're going through this and doing pretty pretty good. We're almost almost semi professional of sorts tonight. Yeah, we're doing good. We're moving right along. Um, yeah. So where are we going now? I, I are we are we going to Bozier City or what? I'm checking I, off I, things on the list. Yeah, we're just I'm kind of randomly doing this. I really I mean we've got some notes, but the next thing is obviously the term limits. So. <laughs> So everybody, as well. <laughs> Mary Cheatham says, watch it, Duke. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like I told Shane, you know, uh, term of endearment, term of endearment. So yeah. we, we like, like Shane. He, he's one of the original three amigos. One of the original amigos always will be one of the original amigos. So, yeah. hey, you know, I know how you are about YouTube videos and, and, you know, content and getting us oh, getting us gonna, cut and all that you're gonna stuff get us well, knocked off of facebook again aren't you i mean look so we're we've got over 100 live viewers right now thank you all for watching but hey yeah. i gotta tell you bozier city was the deal today and a lot of people are fired up and i can't help but think that an it's an old it's an old clip 
out of a famous movie is actually very fitting to what basically was said in Bossier City today. Yes. All right. So let me see if I can, through the magic of clicking, see if I can get this to show. Hey, that'll actually work out pretty good. This is the same screen that I usually show a replay, so that'll work out pretty good. All right, so here we go. We're going to attempt to get kicked off of Facebook or YouTube or Twitter because of copyright violations and, you know, making the old movie studio guys unhappy, but we'll do it anyway. So set, set this up, Duke. What, what happened today? Well, what happened today is you had some of your 20-year guys in Bossier, you know, by gosh, all you peons, citizens in Bossier City, to the tune of one poll I hear is in the 90, 80, high 80 to low 90 percentile. Y'all can all stick a thumb in your mouth. Screw yeah, I mean, you. literally, gosh, they may as well have flipped everybody off. You don't, all of you out there, you don't understand your place. And I just couldn't get this clip from Cool Hand Luke, you know, move, I just, I can't get it out of my mind because I, it's almost as if this is, uh, I, I'm torn. Is, is this King David? Is this, uh, you know, Jeffrey? Is I would, this I would say it's Montgomery? all of them mashed together at this point. I mean, and, and the city Jeff, attorney's thrown right in there with them. So I'm just wondering. Well, true. And, and Jeff Free is, is my city councilman, actually. And I don't know. He was a little, well, almost obnoxious today, we'll say, I thought. But arrogant. Yeah, I'm arrogant. sorry. I know Jeff. That's a better arrogant. word for it. Yeah. Arrogant. Much better arrogant. word. But, 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 okay. Y'all tell me. The, the, is it, this. Is this inappropriate? Yeah. Is this appropriate for the situation at hand? Here we go. Young girls. Wish you'd stop being so good to me, Captain. Don't you ever talk that way to me. Never! Never! What we've got here is failure to communicate some men you just can't reach so you get what we had here last week which is the way he wants it well he gets it and i don't like it any more than you men i think that is highly appropriate i'll have to say i mean I I, I got to tell you, you know, you got the bosses down there in Bossier City Hall, the bosses looking down on all the people in Bossier City, and they just don't get it. They, they don't, don't get, get it yeah. that 20 years isn't enough for them. They want as many as they want, you know, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And by gosh, if you don't like it, we're going to use your tax dollars against you to pay to fight you. It don't yeah. make a crap what you want. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and I don't know. You're right. It's the arrogance. What, uh, what other words can we think of? Y'all help me out here in the, in the comments. Arrogance, hubris. I, I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. That they, the city council show. 
most of the city council. Let me rephrase that. There, there were some standout speeches. And look, it might shock you, but I've got to give Tommy Chandler a little credit here. I, I, I've kind of gotten on this little bit of a Tommy bandwagon, you know, a couple of episodes here and there, but I got to give him credit. Tommy pretty much supported the term limits. Now, granted, there's not that much he can do in the city council because they've cut his nuts out from under him, literally. Um, but he did speak up and say he supports, he ran on term limits and he supports them. It's, it's on the record. Yeah, he, he did, but we're going to have to cover that. I think, I mean, look, we're holding everybody in suspense. We need to get to the video and get Let's rolling. Do it. And cause some folks may be scratching their heads saying, what are these two knuckleheads talking about? Yeah. And those listening, just listening to the podcast, they may be wondering as much as well. So uh, today, the Boulder City Council, they had a, uh, I don't know, they had a, what was it, a resolution or a uh, motion or what have you, or an ordinance to uh, pay for or have the council vote to pay for a outside opinion on the term limits petition issue right. which i had a large part in yes you did a very large part in you and uh colonel david crockett who is uh in the comments somewhere uh y'all did a lot of that uh in truth though it was supported by the mayor you know uh, i think i showed some video clips and i've got some that we're going to post on the bozier term limits page but the mayor's support did support the term limits. Uh, Councilman Chris Smith, uh, Brian Hammonds also supported them, signed it. Uh, Robert Mills signed it. Uh, even me even members of the Democratic Party uh, here in Bossier Parish did sign and at least pledge their support for term limits. So we want to give out a little bit of credit where credit's due. But you and Colonel Crockett there uh, pretty much wore out probably a couple of pairs of shoes gathering those signatures. And guess well, what? It doesn't matter, Duke, because that's right. The city council said tough. Yeah, because what we have here is failure to communicate. Y'all just don't know your role. That city charter, we will use it when we want to use it, and we'll abuse it when we want to abuse it. It don't matter. Yes, we will. And All right. The question is: Is where does the mayor and where do? Uh, some city councilmen fall on that issue. Do they yeah. believe we had a charter or do they believe we don't have a charter? Well, in this council meeting today, you got all your answers. And I don't know. Let's start. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, we'll just start rolling through this. Here we go. Resolution to retain outside counsel for legal opinion. First and final reading. So move. Second. First by Councilman Williams, second by Councilman Maggio. All right, so Williams, this is important. Williams and Maggio, or Maggio seconded it. Yep. All right, so that's very important. We'll get to the vote here at the end. So I'm going to, we're going to move on up a few seconds. Well, as a matter of fact, it's coming up in a few seconds. I'm just going to hit play, and we're going to hear from one of uh, Sobo's own, Wes Marriott. So we'll listen to what Wes has to say, because I thought... The people that spoke did standout jobs, and it's worth playing at least the majority of what they say so y'all can hear it and don't have to sit through the rest of the city council meeting. So here we go. Just stop me if you want to make a point, dude. Yep. Questions from the audience? 
Please state your name and address for the record. Hello, West Marriott, Sobo Live, 4308 Parkway Drive, Bossier City, 71112. Gentlemen of the City Council, Mr. Mayor, fellow citizens, today I stand before you as a concerned citizen, representing the voices of thousands who have spoken out and loud and clear in favor of term limits for the Mayor and the City Council of Bossier I'm sorry, dadgummit. Hold on. Oh. Hold on, technical glitch. Let me See? get back to Wes. Got a black up West around. Marriott, Sobo yes, Live, yep. 4308 Parkway Drive, Bossier City, 71112. Gentlemen of the City Council, Mr. Mayor, fellow citizens, today I stand before you as a concerned citizen, representing the voices of thousands who have spoken out and loud and clear in favor of term limits for the Mayor and the City Council of Bossier City. On July 10th, the Bossier Term Limits Coalition delivered 2,900 signatures from Bossier City vote voters demanding a change that reflects the true will of the people. Yet instead of embracing this democratic mandate, the City Council is attempting to adopt a resolution that reeks of delay, desperation, and disregard for the people's wishes. This resolution seeks to retain outside counsel for a legal opinion on the matter, further delaying the implementation of term limits and wasting taxpayer dollars. But why the need for such excessive measures when we have a city attorney and the Attorney General of Louisiana whose expertise could provide the answers you're seeking? All right, so I'm going to pause right there for a second. I couldn't have stated that any better. I'm telling you, Wes Marriott, Sobo Live guy, hit it out of the park. I yeah, mean, he did. He is tapping on all cylinders here. I mean, it's as succinct as you could get. Yeah, good job, Wes. All right, so here we go. It's clear that this resolution is nothing more than a thinly veiled attempt to undermine the voice of the people and protect the interests of outgoing term-limited city council members. The fact that this resolution even exists raises questions about transparency, accountability, and integrity within this esteemed council. The people have spoken, and they demand term limits to ensure fresh ideas, new perspectives, and a continuous infusion of energy into our beloved city. Yet by pursuing this resolution, you risk tarnishing the democratic process and alienating those who have placed their trust in you to uphold their interests. We need not look further than Chapter 5 of the Bossier City Charter to understand the people's mandate is clear. The language within Section 501 explicitly outlines the process which an ordinance can be submitted to the City Council. There is no ambiguity, no room for doubt. The people have exercised their right to be heard and it's your duty to respect and act upon their will. I urge you, esteemed members of this City Council, to reflect upon the gravity of this moment. The people have spoken and they deserve a prompt, unbiased, and transparent response to their call for term limits. Do not let this resolution be a stain on your legacy or the legacy of Bossier City. Embrace the will of the people and stand with them in unity as they seek to shape the future of our great city. In conclusion, the people have spoken and they demand you remember the principles on which our democracy stands, government for the people and by the people. Let Bossier City lead by example, setting a standard for accountability, integrity, and the will of the citizens. The time for term limits is now and the people of Bossier City demand you vote against this resolution. Thank you. Well done, sir. So, now, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, let's stop it there. I got to tell you, he, his comments and his words, if they do nothing else, they point out and they, they enlighten the fact that the decision before all of these individuals sitting on this city council is, do you respect the citizens of Bossier or do you not? Or do you dismiss them? Right. And, and the ultimate vote is, is that 
with the exception of two people in Councilman Hammonds and Councilman Smith. I'm sorry to tell you all, a lot of you are saying, well, what about Vince? What about Vince? Oh, uh, Vince was right in there, thick as thieves amongst the weasels and rats. They, they, the rest of them all dismissed the people in Bossier City. They dismissed the citizens of Bossier that you have a say. They, they disregarded you, your will. They, they Ima- could care less what you think. Imagine being presented with nearly 3,000. I, I think uh, Colonel Crockett had it up in the comments, 2,977 uh, 2, signatures of people that took the time to fill out the forms and sign it. Imagine being presented with those and, oh, we got to kick the can down the curb and hope everybody forgets about this. But Rex, let me let me let me do something else. Let me tell y'all, having had a significant role in this, and Charles Jacobs, I mean, I hope you are watching this. By all means, clip this video and you can use it in your supposed litigation to come that you took action on all on I mean all this council, but it wasn't twenty nine hundred seventy seven signatures, Rex. No, there were over 3,000, actually to the tune of 3,400 people who live in homes in Bossier City that signed this petition wanting this. Yes, the number got whittled down to 2977. I don't know what the 30, the 3,400 number percentage-wise ended up being, but you know well, it was higher than the 33%. But but let's take that even further, because the truth is, you and the colonel did the vast majority of the walking. Our, our good friend Ryan Haygood went and walked. I went like one evening, you know, and helped for a couple hours, but that was basically it. Robert Wright, he went walking Robert, too. Barry Butler, you know, there okay. were a lot of the term, the, the, the uh, convention of states guy, he went walking. Right. So, but out of, out of Bossier City as, as a whole... How much of Bozier do you think y'all actually covered? Just a rough idea. I mean, did you cover all of Bozier City and you only got 3,000 signatures? That's the point I'm trying to make. You no, only covered we, a no, small part of it. Only covered a small part of it. But, I mean, look, remember there was a poll that was done not long ago at the start of term limits. Remember that? Right. I'm told that that poll in Bozier City was high 80s, to low 90s in support of term limits, the term limits petition that these councilmen right here got. So every one of these jack wagons that are fighting, including Vince Maggio, that are trying to obstruct this, go ahead. Okay, I'm jumping ahead because I was going to (laughs) say something in regards to Mayor Vince Maggio and the likelihood Uh, of that. We'll we'll, we'll get to, yeah, well, we'll let's wait to his comments. I've got some Nice, smart-ass comments towards that. But anyway, all right, so let's go to the next speaker. So next up, I believe, is uh, our good friend, Colonel Crockett. So he should be walking up. Here we go. David Crockett, uh, 653 Dumaine Drive, Bossier City, Louisiana. Thank you. You carried about half of the way to those petitions. Uh, I think that that perception is carried very well in recent articles, the Settled Talks, Sadow's written recent articles, Bozier Term Limits just released a press release on this issue. I want to nug it down to a simple solution. Mr. President, one of the councilmen uh, 
you, he recalls very clearly probably that he basically issued a challenge to David Johnson at the Republican Women of Bossier meeting that if he wanted term limits, there's a way to pass term limits in the charter. Now, wait According to the Louisiana right, Constitution, let's, let's section it right there. Stop it right there. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Does everybody understand what the good colonel is talking about right there? A lot of people, White Rex, I don't think they know what he's talking about. Well, they may not, and so let's clarify it for them. Okay, so what the good colonel is talking about, so all of a sudden we supposedly have this question that we need to get, you know, originated by Jacobs, supported by, now I ain't going to leave him out, Tommy Chandler recommended that we get outside counsel an opinion on legality, right? Because yeah, if I, if I remember right, on the agenda, it was signed or endorsed or put forward by the mayor. If I remember right, I need to go back and check recom that. Recommended by Mayor Tommy Chandler. Oh, okay. Recommended right. so. that we get an opinion because it apparently is some question. But what the colonel just said was, was that at a Republican Women of Bossier meeting, I mean, what he's talking about is, is there was a question posed to King David, otherwise known as AKA Queen David Montgomery. And it was in regards to term limits. This was before the term limits petition thing ever, ever even got started. And that question was posed to King Queen David and said, do you support term limits? Queen David said something to the effect of, I wasn't there, so I'm saying something to the effect of, but there were countless witnesses that were there where he said there is a provision in the charter for how if you want to enact term limits for you to do it. And he was talking about what we exactly what we did. Well, all right. So educate me or refresh my memory, because back when this charter was enacted, I I think I had been not long moved to Bossier and wasn't really paying attention to politics and all that. So for the uneducated voter or, or you know, Bossier citizen out there. Wait a minute. Who, now you just said that all the Bossier citizens are uneducated. No, I said, of, I, I said, four, now I sound like the city council. See, they're I, rubbing off on I me know, already. I can't let you beat Bossier City no, down no, like no, that. No, 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 no. I said for the uneducated or uninformed, let me rephrase that, the uninformed Bossier, I'm including myself in that. All right. So, <laughs> well, you're right. I might make it worse. <laughs> Educate us on. Who was on the city council when all this transpired? Wasn't, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't King David himself on the council? No, when the original okay. charter was wrote, which I think was in the 70s, and I, I may okay. be wrong on that, but no, I don't think he was on the council. But I will say during the Dement administration, there was an attempt to have a charter commission that it, it, it ended up being derailed, and I, I'm pretty confident that the Queen was on the council at that time. And, you know, there's a story behind how that charter commission was derailed, in which we'll, we'll, we'll tell that story another day. But in the short term, you, you're, you got to ask the question, 
how is it and why is it that these guys and who's in charge of derailing this thing now? 1976. See there, David Jones knows because he was on the council then. Yeah, probably back in 1976. Hi, David. Yeah, he. I mean, he was a young aspiring councilman back then. So um, I'm just yeah, kidding. Just he, he was not. He's not that old. <laughs> All right. So so to be clear, though, to to bring folks up to speed that have you know kind of just started paying attention to this, the city charter as it is now, maybe maybe with some changes, but has been in effect since 1976. Am I correct in saying that? Whoops, we lost audio. Uh, lost audio, Mr. Lowry. So technical difficulties for just a few minutes. We'll see if we can get him back. Do, 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 do. Nope. No good yet. Can you hear us? Not if you can hear us. How about now? That's much better. Okay. Sorry All right. So that. that's okay. Technical difficulties. It happens on a live show. So let's back up. Make sure that I'm correct or, or it, you know, and assuming that David is correct and he probably is about the city charter. So the, the current city charter with maybe some revisions, I don't know, that they've gone through has been in effect since 1976. Am I correct in saying that? Yes, Do you're correct. Okay. And supposedly the, the case that is being made by, you know, your city attorney is, is that the the only way to amend the charter is by way of a charter commission, which that's kind of BS. So I would I would point out, Rex, if you oops, I ain't got the cut. I don't have the cut number. Uh -oh. Got to pull it up. Uh -oh. Bear with us, folks. This is going to be a little technical, but. Charles Jacobs is, uh, 161 standby. All right. Dude, I'll cue the elevator music. Cut two. Cut two. All right. All right. So give me just a second. And I'll get us over there. Let me change screens, hit a couple of buttons, cut to state constitution. Is that it? Yes. Yep. All right. And let me hit publish and live. Okay. There it is. Oh. So we're going to do the work for you a little bit there, uh, Jacobs. Uh, in the state, he, he says that there's a constitutional question as to whether or not, for, the first part is, is whether or not the city council or whether or not the charter can be amended in any other way other than, you know, a charter commission. Mm -hmm. Well, right here in the state constitution, if you read it, you know, that's, that's not the case. That's not what it says at all. In fact, because in right here, the last sentence, it says, because this language does not encompass an amendment to an existing charter, there is no constitutional requirement that a charter commission must be formed in order to amend a post-1974 Home Rule Charter. Hmm. Now, I think that puts that question to bed, right? Well, you would think it should, but like Jacobs, you know, informed us all, uh, basically to quote Dalton and Roadhouse, opinions apparently vary quite a bit on legal issues. Well, well, apparently to him, you know, this state constitution, former judge, this state constitution, this right here is, 
I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he doesn't read it. Maybe he doesn't know well, there is a maybe, state constitution. Uh, look, I'll just say this. Maybe he's banking on the fact that this will linger in the 26th JDC and they won't even worry about whether it's you know truly legal or follows the constitution until he gets outside of the 26th JDC and he gets all the way up to the state Supreme Court. Or, or maybe he is defaulting to the cool hand Luke thing of, what we've got here is failure to communicate. Y'all just don't understand how I interpret the law is how the law is going to be. Maybe, right. maybe that's that. Oh, that sounds like the Cypress district, doesn't it? Hmm. Uh, mm, yeah, it does. And so our good friend, David Jones, former city councilman, uh, said, and forgive his spell check, he says, but a uh, first commission recommendations failed past the, uh, second effort passed with the removal of the hospital, Chapter 13, moving the attorney completely under the mayor. He thinks it went to the ballot in early 2000. So just a little bit of quick history on, you know, some of the charter stuff. All right. So I, I think let's probably go ahead and go keep going with the video with Colonel Crockett. We'll jump on over and then we'll get to the next parts of what we need a legal opinion for. Or, right, or to waste go. waste your taxpayer dollars. And, and full disclosure, we are not uh, uh, attorneys. We just play attorneys sometimes, kind of, sort of, on Facebook. All right, here we go. 5C adoption, amendment, or repeal, a home rule charter shall be adopted, amended, or repealed when approved by the majority of the electors voting thereon at an election held for that purpose. <clears throat> In compliance with the Constitution, Section 2101B of the Bossier City Charter, titled Amendments to the City Charter, clearly defines the process for a change to the charter in the Bossier City by a petition of the electors. Section 2101 directs use of a petition in compliance with Section 501. See the petition, five signatures per page. I just about needed a back brace to carry it up here. Mr. President, after the electors of Bossier City's uh, petition was signed and certified by the Registrar of Voters on July 10th, Section 2104 directs that you follow Section 501 that if any amendment is proposed by petition of the electors, the council shall submit the same to the electors of the city at a, petition, at a special election to be called no less than 90 days nor more than 120 days after the receipt of the Registrar's Certificate of Sufficiency. Now, Any interpretation of the Constitution, Section 501? Now, I want to pause it right there. Shall in 30 days. So, in, in fairness to all of the council members, they still have time to do the right thing. Right. They, yeah, they do. They, they still have time. The, the clock's not over with, and, you know, the judgment isn't out. But, I mean, everybody can read between the lines as to what exactly these guys are doing. They're, they are not at all in any way, shape, form, or fashion wanting to put this to a vote or take a vote, and they're trying to drag it out and prevent it from even getting that that vote on the record they they don't they know what the result will be they're going to do anything they can to delay and prevent it from happening but they still have time they can call a special meeting they can vote to adopt it or they can vote to say you know what it needs to go to a ballot of the people All right but 
there's there's another step to this, and I think we need to go to that here in just a second, because I think, you know, the the Tommy Chandler is going to have to answer. He's going to have to come full circle on this or where he stands. And and the gravity of this is, is that arguably, I think the next mayor's race mm-hmm. was just decided today. It was just decided oh, today. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it was decided. Everybody has this afterthought that Vince Maggio is going to be the next mayor, right? I'm not so sure about that. I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah, probably not. At least not of anybody that's got any political savvy and can do a little video editing. <laughs> so it, it pretty much speaks for itself, but we'll get to that. Yep. All right, so let's continue on with uh, Colonel Crockett. Section 21 does not change the fact that if you do not pass term limits for whatever reason, legal arguments or other, you must put the electors propositions on the ballot by the by the November election to meet the 120 day requirement. If you delay, there will be additional cost to the taxpayers for an out of cycle election and you will violate the city's charter. Debate about whether you can pass term limits by ordinance is not productive. You have a simple path of least resistance that will save Bossier City from wasteful spending, hire an expensive, redundant, outside attorney when we have over 40 years of legal expertise on your staff. Put these two propositions on the November ballot. September 25th is the filing date for propositions. Bossier Term Limits Coalition appreciates the help and especially the sponsorship of the RPEC the DPAC, we have people from NAACP who are talking to us directly in support of our efforts, the Convention of States who helped us with the petition, and the people of Bossier City. There are five signatures on every one of these pages. We feel like that, that any attempt to obfuscate or obstruct the will of the people will be regretted. Thank you, and I appreciate it, and welcome, and thank you, Mr. President. Threw down the gauntlet. Y'all going to regret it. Additional comments from the... Uh, let's see. Who's next? Holly. Who watches our show. As a matter of fact, she may be in the comments. Hi somewhere. there. I'm Holly Floyd, 1920 Alfred Lane, 71112. Um, I'm here to speak more to the, um, the importance of being able to use the voice as our voice as citizens as it pertains to this legal opinion. And I have a daughter who will be 18 on July 22nd. And I've spent the last year taking her all over the country so she could see how other cities work because I don't want her here. She has no future in the city, not in the career fields that she's interested in. I'm a fourth generation. I left for 20 years. We have not moved forward. (laughs) It's the same game that it's been for years in this city. And people don't participate because they feel like they don't have a voice. This right now is absolutely reassuring people that people have spoken you're right you don't because we know what's best for you and it's really really unfortunate i could buy a house here not doing it absolutely not doing it i hate to feel that way because this is home for me but this council as it's been all the way back and i when i was younger had connections on the inside i'm gonna gonna ask a question yeah go ahead does anybody think any of the david montgomery heard any of this oh they're not does anybody does anybody think david montgomery or jeff free 
Because I don't see a difference between Jeffrey and David no. Montgomery. There's no but difference. But look, but she has got arguably what I consider probably the best quote out of everybody. And everybody did a great job commenting uh, at the meeting. But she's got coming up here in about a minute or two one of the best comments or questions of the whole thing. Because she literally addresses what you're asking, Duke. Okay, let's hear it. All right, so let's go. And didn't realize until I got out of the city kind of how that worked. It's still that way. And if we have the same people doing the same things, there will not be change. Like, there's just absolutely not going to be. It's made comfortable for who's here and those few constituents that they listen to. But the general public, when I spoke on the redistricting issue several months ago, my main point was I'm a proponent for at-will representatives because the one I had prior to my current had no interest in my um, demographic. He, he just, he wasn't interested unless I had a nice little house over maybe being built in the preserve. What I said in that meeting was, it doesn't matter who's in that seat if they're not representing the people. If you're not doing your job, it doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter. And to me, if one other thing, and my background's hospitality industry, I work from home, so I can work anywhere. There's a lot of people in this city that are that way, and you should be concerned. You should want to retain citizens. You should want to encourage the youth to stay here. But the way everything runs right now in our city, there, there's, it's a dead end for them, an absolute dead end, unless they're in a family that has a little bit of connection that could move up somewhere and immediately get into something instead of starting at a low level. He ain't holding back. The very last thing um, this is great, right that here. I would like to address is in the hospitality industry, there's an old adage that says the handshake of the host determines the taste of the roast. And it sounds silly, but it is how you say what you say is going to color the perspective of the person that you're speaking to. And after watching these meetings, I took off today. I used a vacation day. I had to use two already because of Swepco. So I'm on my third for this one because it's important <clears throat> to use my voice. Even Listen though when it's go. all said and done, do I think I'm really, is it really going to matter? No. I think there's maybe two, maybe three of you that will remember my words. But the rest, this is just another day of business at the okay, council. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So the very I'm last wondering. thing that I have to say is. Wait. She all said right. two, maybe, maybe three. three. Maybe three. Well, maybe. We all know who the two are, but right. the third one, who is the third person that might, might be hearing? Who Who's the third person that maybe hears Jimmy? Who, uh, who is the third person? Uh, Maybe the toilet paper guy. Maybe. I mean, I mean he's I, the only holdout. I mean, Tommy's listening, but Tommy, ain't. You know, he's just a figurehead in this whole deal. Oh, she's talking about Phyllis. Oh, okay. Well, she's you know, talking about Phyllis. I, Phyllis has to take there that's hearing them. Yeah, Phyllis. Literally, it's her job to hear them to take the minutes and all that. Well, damn sure ain't anybody other than Brian and and Chris Smith. You're right. Now, what they she says, listening. but what she says coming up is even, in my opinion, better than what she just said. All right, here we go is what maybe, maybe there's some legal issue that all of us laymen have, are, are missing in the reason that we need this outside opinion. But I haven't seen any of you say, hey, we heard your voices. 
we saw what you want, so here's what needs to happen, and here's why. Instead, it was at the bottom of an agenda, probably hoping that very many people wouldn't show up, and it could just quietly be taken care of, and we could lose our voice either now or even in the future towards the next election. Ollie, if you were holding the mic at that point, you should have just dropped it and walked off. Did you hear what she said? Nobody, not even, not even Chris Smith or Hammonds, and I'm fans of theirs for the most part, and especially on this issue, this issue, nobody addressed the fact that they had heard 3,000 of their constituents. Nobody. They could care less. That's, that's one of the greatest quotes. I, I was listening to that earlier before the show and, and made sure and, and put a note in there. That's like one of the best quotes ever. Good job, Holly. Yep. Good job, Holly. All right. So, uh, hmm. now Renee Hall, Renee Hall says, I think Jeff Free listens. Oh, mm-hmm. Renee. Oh, Renee. Yeah. I think, I think we will show you here in just a minute. I think well. Philip Rogers listens as well, Renee. I think he listens closely to all his, his constituents, even when he's over and has meetings in their house and listens to their concerns. I think he listens and addresses everything that they do. It's about the same thing. <laughs> I just got to laugh. I couldn't pass up the, I couldn't pass I up the Philip Rogers segue. I'm sorry. We got to keep going here. <laughs> All right, sorry, Holly had to segue off into police jury yeah. stuff for a second. But again, think, that was one of the greatest quotes ever. I think the next speaker was Robert Wright, who also did a wonderful job. So, yes, he did. Let's uh, let's jump up to Robert. Good afternoon, City Council. My name is Robert Wright. I live at. 6307 West Oxbow City in Sobo, which is we think is God's country. Why are we needing expensive legal counsel? I know Judge Jacobs over here has been making judgments like this over the years. I think he's well qualified. I know Richard Ray. He is a well qualified attorney. Why are we spending the money for outside counsel? And I don't think this is a very difficult decision. The city charter is very clear about this. It says if you have one-third of the voters from the last mayoral election and it's been properly certified, which it has been, then you have two choices. Ordinance in 30 days or putting it before the electorate in the next 90 to 20 days. Now, 120 days. Now, I understand there is some legal issue about maybe an ordinance. Fine. Put it aside. Send it to the people. They're the ones who make the decision. Is the voice of one third of the electorate not important? Do we not think that 50% of the majority of the voters in this city cannot make a good judgment? I think they can. Okay? And when you don't do these things, I think you're thumbing your nose at them. I, you don't have a voice, you know, we're doing, oh, we don't need to ask you for that. This is not a hard issue. The charter says it. The state constitution says if we get 50%, we can change the charter. I know there may be an ordinance problem. Set it aside, because that, if that is a problem, it does not uh, make the rest of it you know, unconstitutional, I'm saying the right word. Let the people choose. It's simple. Make 
a choice and let the people make this decision. Mr. President, Council, thank you very much. That, that was a great, great speech, too. Hey, I mean, hit it. so far, everybody's walked up there and pitched the ball up and smacked it out of the park. Smacked it out of the park. I mean, look, the only people that don't want this to happen are those four guys sitting up there behind that council seat that have been up there forever. Right. I mean, Ron Hines, Mr. Jeffrey doesn't even respond to emails. Well, he doesn't have time for that. He, he certainly doesn't. And well, all right. So let, let's keep going because after Robert Wright, we get to hear from uh, Mr. Chris Smith. How about that? Former amigo, or I guess he's still maybe one of two amigos if we include Brian as an amigo now. But here's Chris Smith on the issue. There's questions from the audience. Questions from the council? Mayor? I, <clears throat> real quick, Mr. Mayor. Um, why are we even voting on this? Because we had a legal opinion issued to us two weeks ago that we didn't have to vote on, so why are we voting on this opinion? They don't like this one. Is that a question for me? It's for whoever wants to answer, the mayor, the city attorney, see, I don't We didn't vote on the last legal opinion on Ordinance 76 of 2019, so why are we voting on this? Because your office has the ability to seek these opinions. So if... And listen closely to We're Jacob's not response. To delay, in a minute. Then why are we even voting on this? Because we've had this petition for over a week. We could have already gotten this opinion. Now listen to this word salad. It's not a secret that there are differing opinions on you know but on between members of the council and the mayor concerning well, wait, term limits. Wait a minute. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. the presses. Now, what did he just say? What what words did he just say? Well, there are differing legal opinions on that. No, he said it's not a secret that there are differing opinions. Right. He said it's not a secret. Mm -hmm. Right? Is that not what he just said? Right. Is That's it, what he said. The, we, we can back it up. because to, to the over 100 people watching, did y'all not just hear that? It's not a secret. Play it again, Rex. Yeah, play it, play again. it again, Sam. It's not a secret that there are differing opinions on, you know, bet on between members of the council and the okay. mayor concerning term limits. Okay. It's not a secret. Well, if it's not a secret, Rex, and to the hundred over 100 people watching, if it's not a secret, then why is it that the city attorney would have informed all of the councilmen before debating this issue in front of the public that they were all gagged to to talk about the issue or to go in depth on the issue in an open meeting in front of everybody. Oh, wait a minute. If it's so not a secret. A, that's interesting, Duke. Well, I, I have a source that's telling me that the city attorney told all the councilmen before the start of this meeting that they couldn't get out there and debate this. Wait a minute. You're saying so, this guy told the city councilman basically 
to shut up and you can't talk about what they've talked about. Was he trying to assert some attorney-client privilege or something? I don't he know. He was saying because there would potentially or there potentially could be litigation, you can't talk about everything out in the public. But now, yet, Only a judge can, and he's a former judge, so as an attorney, he might not can talk about it. Maybe there's some, you know, legal you know, regulation or something that they shouldn't talk about it. But as the councilman and the clients, so to speak, of the attorney, they can talk about it all they want. Well, I'm just wondering since, since if, if in fact he gagged the councilman to have a debate or to be able to talk about a subject at an open meeting, you know, for the public, did the public get a fair, you know, debate on this issue did they get a fair discussion i mean is he chilling you know the 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 debate by saying i mean look every freaking thing that comes out of somebody's mouth is could be potentially litigated so i'm i'm wondering why we even have council meetings i'm wondering why we even have any government should it just be charles jacobs or attorneys because look they're not the charles jacobs is not the first person that does this i can no. promise you the police jury patrick jackson is doing oh, the exact they, same thing they do it the heirs team does it they all do it ad nauseum that yeah. lawyers so you're not you're not allowing the public and so for him to say it's not a secret no bull crap it full well is a secret and you're the the lead guy trying to do the secret you're trying to perform it you're trying to hide it all and then here in just a minute he uses the word transparency and but but you know what rex here's the thing who is enabling him to do that shane cheatham on on the sidewalk show shane cheatham said that when he met with david montgomery david montgomery said are you going to do what I tell you? Are you basically, are you work for me or do you work for Tommy Chandler? Yeah. I, well, I'm I telling gotta you, tell you. I, I'm telling you folks, y'all need to go listen to that podcast from yesterday. It's, it's very enlightening and entertaining, but well, keep on dude. Well, I got to tell you who is Jacobs working for? He's obviously not working for Tommy Chandler. He's working for David Montgomery. And, and I'm sources also say we just got to keep playing. Let him keep talking. Go ahead. Okay. I'm yeah. Away. Look, if he's digging a hole, let him dig. Okay. Here we go. And I have given the council my opinion, you know, which is privileged at this point, covered by attorney client privilege. His covered by attorney is client privilege. Covered right. by attorney client privilege. This is the public's business. And there's no litigation. Chris should have stood up, or Brian, or any of the councilmen for that matter. I'm just using them for an example and said, well, you're the attorney, so maybe you're covered by it. But as the client, I'm not. So I'm going to talk about it. I mean, well, what's he going to do? Try to get the police department to arrest him for divulging well, well, public I've information? A, I've got a question. If he's if he's going to chill the debate because there's po the possibility there could be litigation, 
the fact that we breathe air, that could potentially be litigated. So anything that Charles Jacobs has a whim that could be litigated, therefore he can hide it from the public. That is not transparency. And when he says it's not a secret, that's bull crap. It is, it, it's all about a big secret. It's all about trying to hide things. And he's, he's trampling, I would contend, on the public's constitutional rights. You know, yeah. he, he's constant that he doesn't give a damn. And it's a cop out, but the, but the reason they get by with this is because nobody calls them out on it. Nobody. Nobody challenged. Yeah. I, I, literally, if I'd have been sitting in that meeting as a city councilman, I would have just divulged the information and said, now what are you going to do, Charles? Sue me? And, and, and for all of y'all that want to know, Vince Maggio is fine with this. Listen to it in oh, the back. Yeah. Vince yeah. Maggio is fine with trampling on all of this. He's, he's fine with it being in the back door. He's fine with not you know, following the will of the people of Bossier City. He's right on board. He is yeah, no the, the best he comes up with here in a minute is talking about his store. Literally. That, that, is, that is the best. Yeah, that's the best he could come up with on the subject of term limits was talking about his store. But we'll get to that. All right, so here we go. This, this exchange is pretty good. And whatever decision the council makes is likely or has the potential to lead to litigation. In order to, you know. I got to stop right there for a second whatever decision the council makes is likely to lead to litigation if the council would either pass it without veto or put it to the ballot put it to the vote of the people who else is going to litigate it i mean it's kind of a rhetorical question because it would leave only david montgomery darby free Maggio or Bubba Don to litigate it. And, and and what exactly is the potential litigation? And wh where does he come that it's likely going to lead to litigation? Has he been told that somebody is going to sue or it's going to lead to litigation? I, I mean, he was saying there's no secrets and talking right. about transparency. You what, know? Is, he, is he a soothsayer now? All right, here we go. Prepare for that to do your due diligence as opposed to being stuck in, you know, four years of, you know, St. George type litigation, then it's like getting a second opinion from a doctor. You go to the doctor, one doctor tells you you need shoulder replacement surgery. This guy don't can't want to have even surgery. do law, so and now he's going to try to tell us about being a doctor. And you talk to a second doctor that says, well, I think I, I, we can fix the, this problem with physical therapy. In order to hopefully avoid um, expensive, time-consuming um, litigation uh, you know, concerning this issue, then I think a second opinion is prudent um, it will cost some money. I mean, there's not, but it won't cost nearly what. You know what he's doing right here. He's trying to use a threat of litigation and as intimidation. He's trying to silence the Bozier Term Limits Coalition. It's a veiled threat. I'm telling you, Duke, I just figured it out. It's a veiled threat that they intend 
to proactively sue? Well, you know, I think maybe if if they're if if that's Jacobs's tack is to you know sue or what have you, I got to tell you, I don't think their odds are real good, and we'll show that here in a minute. I mean, I know. I know Charles Jacobs is not one to uh, actually read the state constitution and all, as pointed out here earlier, but we'll we'll help him out a little bit, or we'll try to. Yeah, yeah. bring it, Charles. All we right, don't we, we don't go. charge here. It's open free right here. Yeah. What well, two and a half, three years of litigation would cost the city? So therefore, due diligence, you know, making sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're in favor of term limits or against term limits. They still really? have to be implemented and invoked properly. And, and in order to, um, you know, to do that, I don't think I think the best course of action, uh, you know, at the present time would be to seek a second opinion from an outside counsel from out of town who's not connected to anybody or anybody in this area. Whoa, um, you know, and Whoa. so you put the brakes on. An outside no so everybody look you should feel all warm and fuzzy that Charles Jacobs just told you that you know we think that it should be to an outside attorney that's not connected, you know, not associated with anything, blah 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 blah. Well, I'm just wondering if everybody knew or didn't know that that law firm was one of the law firms in the Link Coleman lawsuit. Wait. What? I I'm told that that firm represented Bozier City in the Link Coleman lawsuit, defending Bozier City, you know, against, you know, the the curb cut deal. Oh, so so maybe I mean, they're not such a far removed law firm. No, yeah, they're an unbiased opinion there. You know, just somebody removed that ain't got no connection to Bozier or whatever, as Charles Jacobs has said. You know, you know, the Link Coleman thing where allegedly David Montgomery, but the case is all sealed, right? right. Where David Montgomery, like, you know, well, you got to buy insurance or you don't get the curb cut or some crap like that. You know, I ain't heard that, but allegedly that's the right. story. I that mean, whole thing that cost the city, what was it, $30 million? 60, I don't know. Some, 30, 60, yeah. 60 million, yeah. What's well, a, well, a few dozen million between friends? I, I mean, look, look, David needs another 20 years on the council. I mean, the 20-plus that he's already got, I mean, they just need, as Jacob said, they just need to dot the I's and cross the T's and make sure that King David can't milk Bozier City for another 20 years. I mean, well, got to do kinda, it. I, I got a couple of phone calls today, and I'm not going to reveal who it was, but he's probably watching, or I'm sure going to watch the show. Uh, anyway, he he called, and he was like, "Well, well, what specifically do you have against David Montgomery? What what has he done that you're so so much against?" And, and of course, he's a King David supporter. It claims he's for term limits, but a King David supporter. But that's a whole other conversation. Well. Some people, every, look, everybody in life has a flaw. Everybody has a flaw. Sure. Some right. people have more than others. But, you know, at the end of the day, some people have morals and some people have ethics and some people, you know, are just good humans. And then there's people who are not. And that's what separates the majority of people. Everybody is flawed, but not everybody are good humans. 
Well, that's very true. And I want to point out to our good friend, former amigo Shane Cheatham. Yeah, see, little did you know that when all that Link Coleman debacle was going on, that you guys, that was going to lead up to the moment that you guys were going to have a name for your podcast. How how could you know back then? That's what it was all about. It's Y'all have a $60 million podcast. But you know, there's also a better song out there by George Strait. Where the sidewalk ends and the road begins. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big George Strait fan, or at least used to be, still a fan. So anyway, uh, anyway what else so, did he have to say? Yeah, let, let's go on through this. So here we go. Avoid all the uh, regular criticism. Oh, so and so is connected to so and so, and so and so is saying this because of so and so. To get an un, you know, to avoid that, to step above the fray, to do your due diligence, and to hopefully <laughs> save money. You know, um, you know, possible future litigation. Save that money. is my recommended course of action. But my question didn't get answered. <laughs> That's great. But my question didn't get answered. That's great. All right, here we go. Because we did not, we have differing opinions in this council about Ordinance 76 of 2019, and the mayor disagrees with the majority of the council on Ordinance 76 of 2019. Yet we got a legal opinion without voting on it. Why are we voting on this legal opinion? Because I think there were, and again, I do agree with you. I do have the authority to seek it without a resolution from the council. But again, you've heard a lot of talk about transparency. I think there were some complaints concerning Whoa. that. Wow. Yeah. So Jacobs is all about transparency now. Tra yeah, transparent Jacobs. You can see right through. He wants everything to be transparent, yet he puts a gag on everybody on the council before this meeting. Yeah. That How transparent is that, Chuck? Yeah, I don't even know if that's legal or not. I'm sure in some convoluted way it is legal, but Jacobs, that's a bald-faced lie. You're not trying to be transparent at all. You're trying to do the total opposite. You're trying to deceive the public. And you just said, y'all heard him, all of y'all watching, over 100 people, you heard him say, yeah, my office has the authority to just go ahead. Why did you not go ahead and just get it? If you can do it, why did you just not go ahead and do it? That way you could have presented the findings right now. Right oh, at this meeting, this very meeting. Right now, yeah. Oh, I know, because it wouldn't serve the purpose of trying to delay the delay process the and process, drag yeah. it out. and promote a potential litigation that that's what you're trying to do yeah i mean you're i'm sorry charles jacobs charles jacobs is a fraud he works for david All montgomery right. uh, and i'm sure uh weston's got a good comment here that he hadn't fully responded jacobs hadn't fully responded to some public records requests i know we've still got some outstanding public records requests that eh, you know what are you gonna do sue the guy yeah, I mean, he 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 ignores public re records requests, finds a way to get out of sharing the information. He calls it. I mean, I know for a fact we've sent stuff that, you know, he could have sent that he just didn't. And yeah. All right, here we go. But but your mayor, your mayor picked him to be the city attorney. I but was yet, trying to stay positive with Tommy tonight, Duke. I know you are, but but your mayor also picked a CAO, and because he didn't say, I work for David Montgomery, he didn't get picked. But yet this guy, he did get picked. 
Yeah. Literally, literally because he didn't say that. All right, here we go. I put it in front of the council, in front of the people, so everybody knows that what's going on. And put it in front of the people so you know what's going on. But put the, it appears but put, to me. Put, put the, <laughs> so the people will know what's going on. Well, why don't you put the damn proposition in front of the people? Yeah, Why even exactly. argue about it? Just don't even stand in the way. Just put it out there. Y'all, counsel, you don't even have to vote on it. Just put it straight to an election for the people. Let them decide. Isn't that who you work for, uh, Jacobs, the uh, people? Or do you uh, work for David? The people or David? Yeah, we know which way that or what the answer to that question is. But here we go. Let's see what uh, Mr. Smith has up his sleeve. That we could have had this opinion and already been discussing what the future steps should be. See, I'm going to pause for a second again. I know we keep jerking around here, but at that point I would have said, you know what? I make a motion that we go ahead and put this to a vote of the council to enact the term limits. Absolutely. I make a motion to amend. Yeah. And have Brian second it and let's let's show the cards. Yeah. But anyway, we know know how the vote would have been. Yeah, I mean, we know, but still, it's it's on the record right then and there. All yep. right, here we go. And so I can't, I, I just can't wrap my mind around why we need to vote on this. So that's that's it. All right, this is good. Now this is and Tommy's this one good moment. Are you no. are you in favor of continuing to delay this by passing this ordinance today? Uh, during my campaigning for mayor, the office of mayor, I ran for term limits. I believe in term limits. And with all the signatures that were that were up, that have been brought forward, and all the interest of the citizens, I believe that it should be go before the citizens for vote to find out how they want it. Very good, Tommy. Very well said. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What you gonna do, Tommy? I mean, I, I think the next mayor's race. Is is right now, right here. It's it it's is. being decided right here, right now. Tommy, I'm gonna help you out. Let me give you some advice. You need to be using the bully pulpit of the mayor and all those selfies that you like to go take and call a news conference and tell the people what's going on with the term limits and the shenanigans that the Montgomery side of the council is trying to pull. You no, need no, to no, get no, the no. people you need to get the people behind you, Tommy. No, 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 no. If Tommy wants a second term at mayor, if he wants a second term at mayor right here, this is how you do it, Tommy. This is how you galvanize a second term. Not even Vince Maggio. Vince Maggio is not going to beat you. This is how you do it right here. It's real easy. We ain't even going to charge you for this. Here's what you do. You need to call a press conference and say, I call upon the council to enact term limits by ordinance. And if they don't, I already have the documents wrote calling on a special election for term limits as set forth in the petition to be held within the next 90 days. And as soon as the 30 days is up on the council and they haven't taken any action and they've delayed, you call on the secretary of state for a special election. You do it. You know what? You're the next mayor of Bozier City again. You're reelected. It's oh, that it. simple. It's I'll, that simple. I'll, I'll be back on the Tommy Bam wagon just over that one issue. I don't care what else he does. Let, 
let me say this for those sitting in the back row. Again, a poll in Bossier, 80 to 90% support of this term limit. 80 to 90%. Did, I, I know Vince Maggio. I know the rest of the councilmen, Montgomery and Free. I know you, you guys, your ears, you can't hear it. It won't get in the middle there. But 80 to 90%. Tommy, do the math. Yeah, and so Chris Smith's got a good comment. It says, Rex, unfortunately, you can't legally do that. can only vote on what was advertised. That's not the point, Chris. You're missing the point. The point is not to have a legal vote up or down either way. The point is to bring it forward and force their hand at trying to shut you down. That's what you've got to understand, Chris. It's not about getting an actual vote on it. It's about making them to be the asses that they really are and making them show their cards. That's the point of this. I'm sure Jeff Free would have absolutely tried to shut you down, but that's what you want him to do because that's when you get in the banner back and forth. The hell with decorum. All right, so that's the point. But I do appreciate what you did right there with Tommy, Chris, and I do appreciate you and Brian standing up for this. So I, I want to be clear that I fully support y'all in all this. Um. Anyway, right. keep, keep yeah, going. Yeah, let's right. keep rolling. Here we go. You're at, right. At, at You're this right. point, go ahead. Well, I was going to say Ryan Haygood is right. He Tommy does struggle. He did really good right there. I'm, that sounded pretty prepared to me. But good job, Tommy. But then he struggles in a rebuttal with Chris right here. Yeah, so the rest of the I mean, not council, with Chris, with Jeff Free. The rest of the council, with the exception of Hammonds, here's where they go to die. Yeah, all right, here we go. Uh, we do have term limits. Every four years, the voters go before and vote for us or against us. Yes, yeah, so they do. That's my opinion. No, what I was saying Every four is, years. Yeah, I I'm saying for 12 years, sir, three terms. But every four years, we have a term limit. I, My that, term is over in four very years. very true, sir. I go back before the voters. If I've done a good job, they vote me, and if I don't, they won't. So why go to the expense of all this to start with? Any additional questions? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> why go to the expense to start with this? All you, yeah. all you measly citizens that said that you wanted this, why even go to the expense? Why bother? That's what Jeff Free. Yes, sir. Jeff free just said yeah you peasants go shoo away but the bull in the china closet does a great job right here mr hammonds himself all right here we go my perspective on this and i'll i'll probably be out on an island by myself but i'm a good swimmer <laughs> um it seems to me that the administration is throwing this to the city council for us to be the bad guys up here. I'm for the term limits. I'm for this. We, we, we vote on it right now. I don't care. Um, yeah, and you're right. Every four years we are have term limits that somebody can vote us out of office. But there also needs to be a plan in place when that person keeps getting reelected over, 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 and over. Again, that there's that there, there's no there's no need in anybody sitting up here more than 12 years. That, that, that's just my fault. I think that in government, that was great. Um, in higher government, that you know the people that have been there in Washington and here and the police jury that have been there for that long, you know, you need fresh perspective. You need new eyes. Um, on <laughs> David Montgomery sitting there like, who me? <laughs> 
He's like, but how will I appoint my people to all these different boards so they'll write insurance with me? How will right. I get that done? Yeah, here we go. Everything. And, is Hammond's um, flipping him off? I just think this is totally wrong, putting this no. on the agenda, bringing it's telling it to him us. He's number one. Because no okay. matter what happens here today, we'll sure that's whether great. two of us I vote no, seven that. of us vote no, we're still going to be the bad guys on this. Got to be a And it should have never thing. come from the administration to us. Ooh. That's all I have to say. Smack Tommy around a little bit. So he just ran roughshod over Montgomery, flipped Montgomery off subconsciously, and swiped Tommy all in one spill. I'm telling you, he left no prisoners. The bull in the china closet is my favorite. He is the man. All right, anyway. here we go. Well, I've been a citizen in the city for 55-plus years. I've been a councilman for my third term. And I can say from a citizen's perspective, I was very appreciative to the leaders that have been leading on here for 20-plus years. We have a triple-A-rated fire department. We have a safe city. Our police have done an exceptional job. Our former mayors have done an exceptional job. These guys have run a city with solvent city. We have a, a first-rated fire, uh, police, water, sewer. I have no complaints with what these, these guys did, and I appreciate the work that they've done over the 20 years. It's not all glory. They, they take calls, we take calls, seven days a week, all through the hours. So, and I think are very unappreciative, but as a citizen, what, what guys, I so, appreciate what you've done for me. Hammonds is not going to take that. Hold on. City of, and I love this what city, did he mean and that's that? why I serve this city. Yeah. So, I have one more rebuttal then on that. Um, I was not being unappreciative of anybody sitting up here on this council. I was just clearly stating a fact that fresh eyes and fresh ideas are not a bad thing in order to move this city forward. That, that, is, that is my whole explanation on this. It can ass and take a um, name. You know, we all should have big shoulders up here. We get beat up in the public, and yep. we can't sit up here and say to one another what we feel then. That's not what I was saying. No, no nobody no, no. was unappreciative to anybody up here. It's my turn to speak. I know you yep. keep putting your hand up, but I think I've earned that right <laughs> to sit up here and no, speak in front I'm of this microphone. With you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying that I was rebutting your what you said. He was saying you. For, well, stop. You forgot. You're gagged. He was saying, "How big a boy are you?" That's exactly what he was saying in between the lines. All right. Uh, yeah, and Weston brings up a good point. Says, Jeff forgot to mention some of the highest debt per capita, crumbling infrastructure, and a $60 million loss to UL Coleman. It's all about perspective, Wes. It's all about perspective. We have no debt in this city. You just heard him say we're in great shape. All right. Here we go. We're almost Thank through, you, folks. Please. I've that been in this city my whole life. We own one of the oldest stores in Bojan, 100 years old. I ran, and I live in District 5, born in District 5, work in District 5. One day, I'm looking out the door. I said, I want to give something back to my city. That's where I ran for office. I seen this council, before these councilmen got there, the mayors was elected in our store. Look at Bojan City minute. today. Yeah, yeah did you catch they... that? The mayors were elected in our store. The elections have happened in Vince's store. Hmm, that's interesting. 
uh, like I said, he is promoting his store. I, I guess I can't blame him as a capitalist, but but that's an interesting statement for him to make. Yeah, okay. Well, go ahead. It's moving here. Safety, clean, schools. That's where I ran to make it better. You know, I fight for my district. I work for my people. You know, every four years, it's a new time. If you don't like what I do, vote me out. If I wasn't doing my job good, I would quit. Because I love this city, I love this people. And I love the city with my heart. I wouldn't be up here now if I didn't love it. And these men up here now, I'll tell you, I've been in business all my life. Well, you just look at Bojo City and look at the other cities. That's all I got to say. Well, and this is my home, and I will fight for it. And I would do the right thing he, for Bojo City. He literally didn't say one thing about term limits, except if he thought he wasn't doing a, the right job or a good enough job or whatever, he would he would step down, which I think is complete horseshit. Yeah, which which is horseshit. And Vince, if it's so great, then why are you having to put trash receptacles out down in your district and and out of your pocket? Why are you having to do that? Commend you for doing it, but why are you having to do that? A well-run city should be doing it on its own. Why am I having Karen Stones in front of my office on Benton Road? I mean, I'm sorry, I hold a different view than you do on Bozier City because as I'm riding around, I see it crumbling. I see it falling apart. I don't see it, you know, moving in the right direction. I don't think that at all. And as David Crockett points out, either we have the highest debt per capita of any city in the state of Louisiana or we don't. The other. Either that's correct or that's incorrect. And, you know, we're fixing to show, I'm going to show, hey, Rex, did you know there's another federal lawsuit against Bossier City? Wait, last another week? one? No, there's I didn't. There's another one. There's another one. If things are so great, how come we keep having all of these things? And to, to Jeff Free, Jeff Free talks about how great things are. I mean, how is it that we keep getting these lawsuits? Mm. Why, why is that happening? If things are going so great, you know, and everything is so perfect, just since we've started this show in the comments, I, I think it was, I counted two different people talked about the emails that they send to councilmen that they don't get a response. Jeff Free says, while ago, oh, we respond to all of them. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, there's right. people on this show right now who would disagree with you. Jeff, one of them was to you. Obviously, you've dismissed them. They're one of the people in the city of Bossier that, aren't in your hierarchy of respect i mean obviously they're not getting you how, so how is it that people that are below you get you i'm just i'm just curious is it well, by, the, by the whip and cool hand luke is that how they get you look I'll, I'll give you a perfect example jeffrey is my city councilman i've never heard from him now in full disclosure i've never tried to reach out to him either but you would think with the popularity of our show and everybody watching and commenting and contacting that he would reach out. I mean, heck, even councilman at large, Chris Smith, reached out to me on some things that we disagreed on and reached out to me via text message proactively to try to get that resolved. And he's a councilman at large. My own city councilman hasn't reached out and said, hey, look, what do you really have against us or against David Montgomery? What is the real problem? 
and, and I, I want to, and I want to run. I want to, I want to go back to Vince. I want to go back to Vince because while we've started here on Vince, someone messaged me and they said Vince will run for mayor and he'll win. Well, I'm, I'm just Vince said I would step down if I'm not doing a good job. Well, I'm wondering, Vince. Did you run so that you could support all of those guys sitting up there behind that desk? Or did you run to support the citizens of Bossier City? Which is it? Because right now, what you're saying is, is that you stand with the people up there behind that desk and not the people of Bossier City. If, if you're up there and you're not standing with the people and what the people want, you're against the people. You're not out to support them and if you are supporting these people who are opposing what the will of the citizens of Bossier city is you know what you're standing against the people too you're a part of that i agree look and i don't want to get off on the swepco because you know we'll be here till midnight really tonight because we've gone long on this but i'll say this one of the reasons i wanted to talk about swepco tonight was that both Councilman Chris Smith and Brian Hammonds have been sharing posts and updates as best they can over the power situation over the last few days, even when the weather hasn't been bad. And that's generated a lot of responses. I've reshared that on Bozier Watch, and people have been commenting on that. But I want to give them credit that they are proactively trying to do their best to stay in touch with their constituents and some, even people that aren't their direct constituents. All right, let's, uh, where are we at here with this? We're at 109. Uh, let me see. I think Vince was about done. Let me hit play and let's, let's see where we are. I think, I think they go into the actual vote here in just a few seconds. And, and these people up here, I got to take my hat off to them. All those years in my store, oh, about this, about that. Look what they did for our city. Number one place to live, safe, Pretty. We're making it clean. It's hard. We can't do it by ourselves. We get beat up every day, but we still do it. And that's why I'm going to fight for my city and my people. Thank you. Okay. Clean. Uh, can I call the question? It, it's clean because he's doing personally what the city should be doing. He's having yeah. to pay out of his pocket and right. safe. Okay. Well, you know what? maybe safe for some, maybe not so safe for others. And, you know, to my police officer friends that are watching, you know, I, I'm sorry, I got to call it like it is, but, you know, we just had a big deal with our Bossier City Police Department. They, The guys that are there, the rank and file do a good job, but Rex, let's see here. Let me get my screen up. I got my screen shared. All right, let me see if I can uh, share your screen. Let me hit that and hit that. And the only problem is it may not show the whole thing. Hold on, let me get it adjusted, and then I'll switch screens. Well, let me do this and do this. Okay, so see if, why is it not letting me? It's not playing nicely, Duke. Okay, well, it's the fold. The file is in the uh, folder, so pull it up. Okay. Cut, cut one, Matthews. Yeah, yeah. Let me do that. Let me go that way. Go this way. Hit this button. This button. Cut one, Matthews. Okay, here we go. 
So I want to point to everybody, you know, you, Jacobs and, you know, you, you had Free and you had Vince there talking about safety and how great things are and, and patting on the back and all this. We don't have no need for term limits. Things are all hunky-dory, blah, 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 blah. But especially Jacobs, especially Jacobs. Now, look, Randy Matthews, I'm no friend of Randy Matthews. In fact, Rex, I'm going to disclose something to all of y'all. At a fireman party, probably 30 years ago, I got in a fist fight with the guy. Literally, we got in a fist fight. I mean. Surely so, not. Surely you got, wouldn't. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying, but I got to tell you, uh, a few days or here, uh, 7-7, I mean, this lawsuit was filed. And you see who's named. City of Bossier City, Robbie Gilbert, and Danny Turner. Um, I know Robbie Gilbert. I don't know Danny Turner. I know who the city of Bossier is, and it's filed in federal court. Now, why is it filed in federal court? Because it's alleged that the city of Bossier trampling all over constitutional rights. Well, let's say what constitutional rights could possibly be being alleged to be trampled on. So you're going to have to scroll down this thing. And I guess let's go to, um, five, six, seven, eight. Let's go to line eight. I think. Yeah. Scroll down, scroll down, keep scrolling to the bullet point number eight. Oh, okay. The bullet point number eight there. Yeah. So in here, you know, it, they name Bozier City, Robbery Gilbert, and Lewis Turner in the suit. and says there are other individual defendants who are expected to be named and added uh, defendants when their respective identities and conduct are identified in discovery. They already know, because I've already had a source tell me, and I'm going to tell y'all here in just a minute what kind of they're talking about here, the names that they're they're speaking of. So number nine. This one is the most important, number nine. A conspiracy existed and exists among the defendants to target, harass, and cause harm to plaintiff because of who he is in the community while the defendants act under color of official right. Mm -hmm. Let me roll up here so we can go through this. So, wait a minute. You've got somebody alleging a conspiracy, you know, among defendants to target, harass, and cause harm to a citizen, not citizen of Bozier, but Bozier Parish, or somebody in the community. And Randy Matthews, retired fireman. His daddy was uh, a retired policeman from Bozier City, but he's alleging a conspiracy here. Mm. Number 10. Upon information and belief, the defendants prefer to violate the rights of individuals who are among the most vulnerable in society, individuals who are, have prior convictions, and are of high profile in the community. Targeting, he's he's alleging that they target people who are high profile in the community and or people who have prior conviction and are low-hanging fruit, easy to target to whatever. That's Mm. an accusation. Number 11, it is the custom pattern or practice of the defendants to violate an individual's rights in the manner set forth herein because they wear a gun and a badge. Talking about 
using, I don't think this is the case for everybody. I don't think it at all. And, and I'm not wanting to focus all on that. But my source says that this individual was gone after, even after, you know, it was known that he was not in the wrong here. And he was booked, taken into the city jail, and somebody, I call it the hand of God or somebody from upstairs. Now a source says to me that came from that came from the city attorney's office to put the finger on this guy, which was to violate his constitutional rights, knowing that allegedly knowing that he was innocent here. So and and he's filed a lawsuit basically spelling this out and and what I'm told it may be right it may not be right but what I'm told back up there was talking about identities and people that would be identified what I was told is is that that's Charles Jacobs Oh hello that, I don't know if that's true or not but that's what I'm that's what I was told So so my point is if this is accurate what does anybody believe that if he's following, if he's transparent and wanting to make sure that we're following the law? And I mean, and you really think he's going to get an outside attorney from supposedly somewhere else to give a, a fair and impartial ruling on term limits as it applies to the no wonder the freaking charter seems clear and he can't read it and understand it. Well, uh, it, the system is rigged, period. I, it, it's, it's what we started this show about, and it's not really changed whether we talk about the, the city council, the city attorneys, whether we're talking about you know certain churches and politicians or the police jury or whatever. It's the good old boys network. You know, that term encompasses what goes on that everybody knows happens and everybody talks about, but nobody wants to talk about it publicly. It's literally why we started this show. Okay. Number 13, number 13, the municipal defendant knew about the deprivation of individual rights by the individual defendants or should have known about it through their attorneys. <clears throat> well, So, excuse me. I got to tell you. <laughs> I don't even know what to say yet. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're let, okay. Let's go to there's a link in the notes, Rex. Let's come back. We'll get off of this, but I wanted to show everybody this that I mean, look, Jacobs is eating this up. I mean, You've got somebody alleging in a lawsuit, a federal lawsuit, you know, about constitutional rights, the targeting, I would say. What about Red Rover? Remember the guy out there? Yeah, yeah. Remember about that? Oh, I that's mean, right. Not far up the road from my house. And and you've got these councilmen saying things are great. Well, you know what? Jeffrey, Vince Maggio, yeah. And things may be great for you and for your buddies, but... For a lot of people in this city, things are not great. There's a lot of people who are on the other end of this thing, and I would contend that a lot of those people are the 3,000 or the 33% that 
that sent you this petition wanting to make a change and the number is far greater than that and you're basically flipping them all the middle finger you're giving them all the middle finger and and oh by the way if you got that link ready yeah yeah is that the one to the um the ex post facto yeah so you know credit credit to um uh the colonel and and uh, robert wright on this deal here but so the other argument you know we've already we've already contended with the argument of whether or not a charter commission is the only way to change or amend a charter in which we showed the state constitution clip earlier but let's let's go to another part of this so the other contention is is jacobs is wanting to get an opinion of whether it's legal or not to do something that would affect people in the past and and the legal term i mean i'm no lawyer obviously not but is the legal terminology is the ex post facto you know that kind of means uh going backwards or after so here's the deal jacobs may not realize this he probably didn't get this in his law school out there in cotton valley but there's been a supreme court ruling on this and you know what the supreme court figured out and decided that drum roll please ex post facto law was only you know in uh criminal stuff it it didn't apply to like the regular civil stuff right now again i'm no lawyer that and that's what i'm being told right here and this this was the uh constitutional you know the supreme court ruled on it um i'm wondering what else there is here I, you know, well, I wish Charles Jacobs would come on the show. I wish Charles would come on the show. What yeah, do you think? Give us legal advice, Charles. I mean, you're already being paid by the taxpayers. Come on. We, well, we need he, some legal advice. We need help. Yeah, we need some help. We're trying to help him, but, you know, yeah, he won't help we, us. We may need somebody to be involved in a lawsuit against some city councilmen. Oh, wait a minute. That's why we can't do that. Well, he's already gagged everybody because of potential litigation or the the possibility of actually jacobs you're forcing it to be litigated you're trying to do it on purpose you're trying to drag it out and tommy chandler you're allowing jacobs to force this so it begs the question rex tommy chandler said on the video that he's in favor of term limits he's in favor of doing what the will of the people is well you know what he's going to get his opportunity to decide if he's uh truly a supporter and truly wanting to do the will of the people or he's not because this is coming and he ain't going to be able to avoid it because david montgomery and all them they're not going to support it they're not going to uh push it forward so it's going to come down to tommy chandler on his own pushing the measure forward well you know like i said earlier we need to find us a good attorney that'll take this on a pro bono case and uh just go on and take them to court just get it over with that's where it's headed i mean what are we gonna do go down there with pitchforks and torches i mean that's literal that's literally what it would take (laughs) i don't know i don't know well what else do we got well the only other thing i want to but it's already 9 25 and i'm fixing to go eat supper so I was going to talk about the Swepco situation. Uh, I'll mention it briefly. You know, talked about it a few minutes ago. Uh, 
Look, I don't know what the solution is. I know that in a lot of municipalities, they're, you know, burying the lines, and that has its advantages. It does have some disadvantages. There are plenty of neighborhoods around here where the lines are buried, but what everybody has to remember, and I'm not defending SWEPCO at all, but what everybody has to remember, you're only as strong as the weakest link. And so your neighborhood may have buried lines, but down the line, those transmission lines have trees around them and are exposed and subject to wind. I'll say this, I don't think Swepco, and I'm no expert in it, and many of the power companies in the U.S. have done enough to upgrade the grid. I mean, this is look, this is no secret that one of the places we are very vulnerable to a terrorist attack or whatever is through the power grid. I mean, that's no big secret. And I think we're seeing this. I'll say this. Remember when Hurricane uh, Katrina and then what was it, a week or two weeks later, whatever it was, Rita came through, or was it vice versa? I always forget. During, during Hurricane Rita, when the hurricane hit up here, which I think by that time it was tropical storm force, you know, winds or whatever it was. But anyway, it was like 60, 70, 80 mile an hour gusts. I went to Captain D's to get dinner. I was literally watching signs blow across the road. But I had no trouble driving to Captain D's, going through all the red lights. They were working, and there were some power outages, but it was spotty. Now, I don't know what's happened between now uh, or between then and now in Bossier City, where it seems like if we get any kind of breeze outside, rain or not, the power is going out to a bunch of people. So I, I don't know what the issue is other than. Maybe the grid's just being taxed too much, uh, not literal taxation. I mean, taxed as in more people and more homes. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, look, I, I, I'm going to throw my two cents in here. I don't think that it's that. I don't think it's that at all. I, I mean, the system, for the most part, is the same as what it has been with the polls. That, most of that hasn't changed. But I think it's a combination of us having two you know, high wind uh, events back to back, the first being the worst. I think that a lot of patches were made, believe it or not. People may find this hard to believe. I think that the electrical companies, they, they come in, they make quick patches just yeah, to, to get, get it back, at a, get it back up and going. And then, you know, they've got to come back around, you know, slowly over time, fix the patches and, and, you know, shore things up. But then we get a second, blast you know maybe not as strong as the previous one but it hits the patches and things aren't going to be as strong as they would if, if they had a permanent fix in the first place i think that's the case i'm not saying it is but i think that's the case because I, I say i i've seen that i've seen it before right you know eh, look that may be the case so i i don't know what you know the fix is neither you or i are experts on the power grid by any stretch of the means but I just know that it seems to be a problem that is occurring more and more. And we do see all the comments, you know, uh, and watch the social media posts on the folks that are without power. Um, I've been fortunate. Ours went out Sunday for about 30, 45 minutes, came back, went out again. But fortunately, it came back. So I've been real lucky on uh, from that perspective for the past few days. But it's hot outside, and with no air conditioning, we're all conditioned to the air conditioning now. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, so Rex, I mean, while Bozier City is doing their best, you know, to good old boy, uh, the citizens of Bozier City, 
Um, yeah, Ruth Pope Johnson, dude, yesterday we lost power for one and a half hours. We had no wind, no storm, and no rain. Don't know. Don't know. Go to solar. Solar is looking better and better. Oh, good grief. You're going to have the port all fired up. Solar and lithium batteries. Just just stop it. Just stop it. So, hey, Rex, while Motor City is doing crazy stuff, you know, word is that the police jury is back up to some stuff again. Or either, well, let me say this. Maybe not the police jury, Benton, the Benton courthouse. Oh, really? Got to say it that way. I hear... I hear sources from the courthouse tell me that there was a secret meeting Friday. Secret meetings. Very intriguing. Some kind of secret meeting went on Friday up at the courthouse, determining, determining the future and fate of some Bossier Parish folks. Well, that could be very interesting, and it may tie into some malfeasance in office. Hmm. Malfeasance in office? What are you talking about? I ain't heard that one. Well, somebody commented, and I was trying my level best to find the comment. I couldn't do it before the show. But somebody commented that one of the police jurors who, um, let's just say, went off on a tangent at a local Cypress District meeting was being, and I don't know this for a fact, so this is only from that post, is being investigated for malfeasance or potential malfeasance in office for things that were said at that Cypress District meeting. Well, I I don't know because I've tried to say, hey, give me some backup, give me some source for that. So absolutely may not be true, but maybe some, you know, maybe it might be looked into. and, And that would be interesting because without, you and I are there to video those meetings. It would only be the audio and the minutes from the Cypress district. And that's piss poor at best. Well, I, I don't know. Did we report in the previous show about the resignation on the Cypress board? No, I don't think we did. I would have been singing to the high heavens. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, the chairman. Oh, not not the executive director of the park. No, We're talking no. about Walt Bigby himself, who's, whose dad is getting a $300,000 monument? Yeah, that guy. Did we report that? I, I don't know that. See? I, get, I don't think we, we get, mentioned it because we had heard it, but didn't have a firm confirmation. Well, and, and I don't know that we still have a firm confirmation, but allegedly sources say that uh, Walt Bigby resigned from the cyber district well i'm just if he in fact did that would explain why they canceled the last meeting and it would explain potentially this malfeasance thing on you know philip rogers uh maybe that was the attack of people wanted to go after philip rogers for stepping out of line and saying what needed to be said finally you know well, and, and that may be the case, but I think he may have said a few things he probably, in hindsight, shouldn't have said. I agree with a whole lot of what he said. Don't get me wrong. Um, hmm. David Crockett says, what time is this police jury meeting? I think it starts around 2. They do stream it on Facebook, although it's kind of sketchy. I'm not going to record it, I doubt. I'll have time to go to the police jury meeting, but I usually try to at least watch the live stream later. So. Yeah, so, mm. you know, there, there's also word um, that allegedly 
Butch Ford has retired. Wait, what? As parish administrator? I'm just telling you that he went or one of his many or one of his many engineering positions that he put in the documented letter that was filed with the clerk of court's office when he was trying to prove that he actually lived in the house. That if he does, he's needs a housekeeper. Well, maybe, maybe that is or or a new taxidermist. Maybe that was also a part of the big secret meeting on Friday. Hmm. But if it is, if it is. What I want to know is, is are they going to advertise to the public for anybody to apply for that job? Or are they just going to rubber stamp, you know, somebody else into the position? And and if they're going to do that, I wonder if they'll even take the time to check to see whether they're qualified or not. Uh, Who knows what our local benevolent overlords are good friend jeff saddle brings up a good point so that means bigby is only on like four government bodies now (laughs) where does he have the time where does he find the time jeff we can barely find time to do one show a week much less be on like a kajillion government boards and bodies and i don't know anyway all right mr lowry i hate to say it but i'm going to find some supper i have i had a, a sandwich for lunch and I am yet to eat dinner, and I am starving. And I want to congratulate all, well, we're down to about 90 people now, but we were bumping 100 at two and a half hours. That's impressive, yeah, folks. We thank it you. It is. Yeah, I, a hat tip to all of y'all that's hanging in there. And, hey, look, we're putting out there what's going on. Hopefully, we're preventing it. We're presenting it in a form that is palatable for you. And, you know, don't, don't, Keep it to yourself. You know, yeah. we need share it to out, share it and inform our text people. Look, and I'll say it again. I sound like a cheerleader for them tonight, but go visit the other podcasts and the other shows because the more content that's out there, the better off we all are. It's that's not right. like Duke and I think we have a monopoly on all this or anything whatsoever. We want more voices out there. So I, y'all go, I, go visit everybody's. I wish there was a lot of other people that was, yeah doing all of this i wish they yeah. were I, that way we wouldn't i i got tons of stuff to do yeah. i mean i promise you i do we, we could take a break after 160 shows that's yeah. a lot of hours dude that's you know by the time we go back and add up all the hours we've got i, I don't know easy a thousand hours or more and all this i don't even know it's hard to fathom it is. Anyway, All right. It's Thanks, been fun. everybody. Thank you. Appreciate Rex. y'all watching. Bye. All right. See ya.